This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Slice, with some exciting news. The Doughboys are going back on tour in 2022. That's right. See us live in Seattle on January 8th. In Portland on January 9th. Chicago, baby, January 29th. At the Foxwoods Resort in Connecticut, February 4th. And two shows in Boston, baby, at the Wilbur on February 5th. Ticket info at headgum.com slash live. That's headgum.com slash live. Do it. One of the primary objects of this invention is the provision of a vending cart, which is equipped with an icebox, a cooking plate, and several storage bins for food, in position over a heating means and near the opening through which the food is removed for use. End quote. This excerpt is from a 1926 application filed by American inventor Francis E. Coffey, and on September 10, 1929, he was granted the patent for the F.E. Coffey vending cart, better known as the hot dog cart. These original Wienermobiles would become ubiquitous in New York City during the 20th century, slinging sidewalk sausages to harried commuters and tourists eager to LARP as real New Yorkers. As a new century dawned, in 2001, Manhattan restaurateur Danny Meyer, founder of beloved white tablecloth joint Union Square Cafe, launched an upscale hot dog cart in the city's Madison Square Park as part of an urban renewal initiative. The cart was such a draw it was converted into a permanent stand in 2004. And with the fixed location, the concept really hit its stride, adding the hot dog's disc-shaped grillmate, burgers, along with crinkle-cut fries and, yes, shakes. Hour-long lines would lead to more brick-and-mortar locations, first in the former New Amsterdam, and then eventually across the globe, including in actual Amsterdam. Today, the roadside burger chain that began as a humble Effie Coffee vending cart is a publicly traded company with over 250 locations and a market cap of $3.8 billion. This week on Doughboys, we return to Shake Shack. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Ebba Sneezer Stooge, the Spoon Man Mike Mitchell. Ebba Sneezer Stooge. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Just because of my sneeze? Yeah, you're known for sneezing now. That's no, your thing. No, I wasn't the sneezer. There was a podcast mm. sneezer that wasn't even me. Yeah. I remember you did it twice, Mitchie, two sneezes. And a stooge. You're calling me a stooge. Well, that, 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 the, per- the person who wrote that roast is calling you a stooge. That was courtesy of Neil Armstrong. That's right. Wow. Neil Armstrong wrote in with that roast. Wow. That's one small sneeze for a man. One giant achoo for mankind. <laughs> Fucking fuck Neil Armstrong. I wish you... <laughs> I wish you froze on the fucking moon. 
You wish Nixon had given that second address that he had written of what would happen if the astronauts could not return from the moon. That's right. That thing that's like, well, we've, we have seen that uh, what we thought would be our new territory for exploration will instead be an extraterrestrial grave. Like whatever, <laughs> that weird speech that was written but never delivered. Uh, Neil Armstrong writes, for the sneeziest slice around, the Spoon Man, thanks for always being such sweeties and cuties, roastspoonman at gmail.com. So how about that? How about that? It sucks. <laughs> uh, pull the plug. Keep him up there on the moon. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Mr. President, they can safely return. No, no. this is better for my re-election. <laughs> Yep, that's what should have happened. I mean, yeah. it's been said before. It's a, it's a, there are a lot of comedians who say that astronauts are not good. You know, they're they're like the smartest sure. and most athletic. And you know what? I don't like Neil Armstrong anymore. That that roast made me not like Neil Armstrong. Well, you realize that was just someone who was either using that as a handle or they just coincidentally had the same name. That's not the actual Neil Armstrong uh, who well, passed away. Well, it doesn't away. matter. Okay. Mm. Now here's here's my thought. If we went back, if there was another moon landing, would it be like would it be primetime television? Would people tune in? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, I mean, because I think it. Well, I think I think whichever billionaire owns the networks uh, and is mm. orchestrating their own, like you know, their own moon landing with their private enterprise, is going to ensure that it's broadcast. You also know that there would be like terrible pop ups. At like like uh, there'd be like like a like Rick and Morty like oh my god we're about to land on the moon like there'd be shit like that. <laughs> you mean like little vignettes? I think there. I think it would like it would be so like it would it would turn into like a Fox event is what I'm saying. Oh, got it. Yes, it would be like 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 a crossover where we'd see you know, uh, like when we used to see Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe's twin sister Ursula also show up on Mad About You. Yes, yeah, that sort of. I thing. mean, but in moon that's, terms, that's. I mean, you used the worst example possible. How is that? That's the same actor. I'm saying like on two different like, shows, same like, character. It would be like a Fox Super Bowl, is what I'm saying. Right. You know. Okay. It, it would be like an event. <clears throat> excuse me. It would be like an event. That was a that was a, a frog in my throat. Mm. That wasn't a sneeze, to be clear. Yeah. But it would be like an event. There'd be like weird, like, like, a Billie Eilish would sing a song as the, as the, like, spaceship was landing down on the moon. That's what I'm trying you're, to say. You're talking like it would be like a Super Bowl. That's the way yes. you're thinking of it. Yeah, like a Super Bowl. I, I get that. Yeah, would, we would absolutely have all sorts of ads and integrations, and they, mm -hmm. they'd make it as corporate as possible because that's how everything works now. But here's the other sad thing. We just won't go mm. back to the moon. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I think we'll be back to the moon. Hmm. I think I think that probably Amer like America's public sector will not fund another moon mission. But I think either some asshole with with too much money mm. will have their own private moon mission, or another country will do it. And the, hey, that's I'll, fine for humanity. I'll send your ass up there to the moon, Wags. Just like that old Threat classic. You threatening me. That's right. Like, uh, what what sitcom was that? What did it? Was it a the honeymoon? Honeymooners, honeymooners. Yeah. Oh, honey, yeah. right in the title. I should have been able to get it. 
Is that what it was? Is that a why they to? said that? Yeah, is that what it was? To figure out. I don't know if it was related. I think Anyways. by sheer coincidence, one of the honeymooners had "moon" in his catchphrase. Wow, but they were in different contexts. Wow. Otherwise, it would be like, "Honey, I'm gonna send you r- right to the moon." Like if yes. they're trying to make it a, a thing. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood mysteries being unwrapped today on Doughboys. That's what we do here. Uh, anyways, to Spoon Nation, Wags, I got a little drop. Let's hear it. Here we go. Now my boy Mike Mitchell's got a troubling stance. When he orders deadly plates, yeah, he gets the double ranch. Single ranch, double ranch, triple ranch is not enough. If you get his order wrong, he's going to leave there in a huff. At the Simpsons, he was ordering cuisine. Still remembers the coffee order of LG. Grab a cowboy hat, because we're going out west. He's a real double ranch, and yes, Spoon Man doesn't pass. Wow. Wow. Sort of a Beastie Boys pastiche. I don't know if that was a parody of a specific song or not. Yeah, I mean, original lyrics. So that we got some Beastie Boys sound-alikes. Wow. Well, let's, let's, re- let's, let's read into the email. Nick and Mitch. Kenny here from Somerville again. Somerville. A.K.A. Kendo in the Discord. All right. What's up, Kendo? Hi, Kendo. Uh, a couple Somerville people in the dose, uh, the Discord is, is Kenny and Dano. Dano's in the Discord, too. I thought that was fun info, but whatever. I'll keep reading. Um, I thought you were just continuing. I didn't realize that you wanted an no, interjection. I, yeah, we love Dano. No, great. Good, thanks. Dano's great. Oh, great. Yeah, what an interjection. Do you know Kendo personally? Who, me? Yeah. No, but I but I hope so, to. So, the, so that's why I think that's why you kind of tossed it in there like they were like both but you're talking about someone in the the a uh, uh, user in the Discord versus you know, one of your closest friends from childhood, and you kind of just sort of put him in the same category. No, I I was just saying that there was a couple Somerville people in the do- okay. in the Discord because Dano Dano lives in Somerville. Is that what you're saying? Is that the connection? Yes. yes. Okay. Got it. Is it going to be one of these days today? I mean, is, clearly. Is it- <laughs> you mean like we because got- we're off on the wrong foot? Are we ever yeah. going to recover? No. We, know we got a happens. good guest. You, 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 mm-hmm. This is this is fucked. Uh, anyways, all right. <laughs> Kenny here from Somerville a- again, aka Kendo in the Discord. Hey, da- you know who else is in the? You know who else is in the Discord from Somerville? Dano. <laughs> Dano. Yeah. I almost just did the same thing. All right, all right. We're back on the same page. We're back on track. <laughs> I would just like to let you know they don't call it Slummerville anymore. But growing up, my dad from Walpole. Used to say Slummerville all the time, the exact wow. same way. So I understand. I'm gonna still call it fucking Slummerville. Sorry, sorry, Kendo. Excited to see you both when you come through Boston. I'll be the guy eating triple ranch fries in the balcony. Love the show. Wow, Kenny Gray at Kenny Gray three on Instagram and Twitter, hmm. and then a follow up email. I bounced another version of it where the vocals are a little louder. I updated the link with the right track as well. Thanks. Uh, Mitch, while you were reading all that, I found the speech written by William Sapphire for President Nixon in the event of a disaster besetting Apollo 11. Oh, my Here's God. Here's some of the, this is, this is, this is, this is it verbatim. Freight has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery. 
but they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. Very grim. And one last thing. Yeah. I hate those no-good watchmen. <laughs> oh, the watchmen always sticking in my craw. Rorschach. And thank God Dr. Manhattan let me turn Vietnam into a state. <laughs> I'm still president in the 80s because Watergate was fine. <laughs> you know what? That is good. Yeah. And you know what? My opinion is the movie Watchmen is good. Neither Zack Snyder. I know. You're just asking for flack. I know. Always expressing your distaste for the MCU and always talking about your fandom of Zack Snyder, but I'm with you. I like Snyder. The man's got an aesthetic. More like MCPU. Wow. People wow, are yeah, going to be incensed. That deserves five how seconds of silence. Say that about, how dare he say that about WandaVision? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> For every human being who looks up at the moon in the nights to come will know that there is some corner of another world that is forever mankind. Because their corpses are up there? <laughs> Frozen in stasis for all eternity? Not decaying because there's no bacteria? If you look close enough at the moon, you can see a ghost. <laughs> Mitch, that is the ghost of guest. Neil Armstrong. A big... <laughs> who I agree with, Mitch, is a piece of shit. <laughs> You know who's not a piece of shit? Today's guest. Very, mm -hmm. very excited to have her back. Mm -hmm. A writer and journalist. You can find her substack, Sick Note, a newsletter about American healthcare at sicknote.co. Libby Watson. Hi, Libby. Hello. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to learn that I'm not a piece of shit. That's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Get, it's always up in the air with guests. They, they sometimes don't mm -hmm. know until they're actually speaking into the microphone. But there you go. It's front loaded. Yeah, I was going to say, mean, in, fa in fact, a lot of guests actually probably are pieces of shit, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, we, we don't have to mention which ones. You know, I have, I have right. been kind of nervous since, uh, you know, I, I, have, I have heard you guys talk about, you know, which one gets the good guests and which one gets the dud mm, guests. And right. uh, I was booked by the one who gets the dud guests. So, <laughs> well, well, this is Mitch's criteria. I, 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 don't, I don't pick duds. I pick studs as far as I'm concerned. There even even the dud catcher can uh, can can catch a stud every so often. So that's that's <laughs> what's happened today. Catcher? You're the dud catcher. I don't like the sound of that. Like uh, a dud me, I, like a like a dud a dud a dud finder. What, what are those things that find a, a stud, stud finder? finder? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're a dud finder. Mm, I don't like that. That stud finder is a fun tool though, because you can always do the you use the stud finder on yourself and like, hey, look at that, it's going <laughs> off. You know, it's a fun bit. For you, it's actually because it's there's actual studs within your robot frame. <laughs> okay, Libby. Before we started recording, you were showing a, a, a wonderful furnishing you have in your home, which yes. is that you are a cat parent and you have a miniature taco truck for your cat Digby. Wow. Yes, I I'd love to claim that it's uh, some very special thing that I got from Etsy or something, but it is literally just from Target. Um, mm. And every time I tweet a picture of it, like fifty people reply, being like, "Oh, here's my cat with my taco truck," and I'm like, "Okay, I mean, you know, there's no need to embarrass me like this." Like, right? 
you know, I get it. We all go to Target, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's, it's a little, um, little taco truck scratcher thing. It says fish tacos on the side, which is, which is oh pretty cute. God. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cute. But um, as I was saying, uh, Digby does not uh, seem to appreciate it. Um, and, I mean, she loves it. She loves rolling around in it and on top of it and stuff. But she does also want to destroy it. Um, which mm. I guess is kind of like you guys' uh, relationship with the podcast. You know, you love it, but you yeah. also keep trying to destroy it. For sure. <laughs> we will. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe today. Maybe that's what we're in the process of. <laughs> so what is what is going on with this truck? Is it just like a, like, can, can, can Digby get inside of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she can get inside of it. It has little, wow. um, it's kind of funny. It has little windows. It has, like, the front windshield, as it were, of the taco truck is 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 kind of open, so she can stick her head out of that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the back is open as well. But it kind of bugs me that the people who designed it didn't include a window where the actual window of a food truck would be. Mm. Um, so, you know, if I wanted to to play, you know, make-believe with my cat, uh, she couldn't, you know, she can't really get it right. She can't stick her head out of the little window, and I can't say, mm. oh, three fish tacos, please, you know, which is something that I would right. do otherwise. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. I think you should send that shit back with a note that says, get it right. The fuck? I think I'm just going to find the guy who designed it and, you know, probably mail some bees to his house or something. Uh, he really fucked up. Man, what, how crazy would that be? You're like, man, this, this, this envelope is like envelope? Envelope. I say envelope. 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 I think I, I, think I usually say fine. envelope. And then I say, and, well, Whatever. To see like the like, well, it's like envelope is like pulsing, and then you open it envelope? up and fucking like, and then fucking bees come out. I know. What? How would you react? I'd probably react like, ouch, ouch, ouch. There's bees coming out of this envelope. Envelope. How do you say it? Don't ask me. I'm just a bee. Envelope. <laughs> this is what those improv classes get you. It's the best kind of shit. <laughs> Neil Armstrong sent me a bunch of bees. <laughs> and the bees like, wow, what a great callback. <laughs> An audience yes. of improv students politely applauding. like. Uh, <laughs> yes, I spent $90,000 to learn how to do a callback. <laughs> what does is, what is Digby like to nosh on? Does Digby have any food prefs? Oh, totally. I mean, you know, not to uh, not to sound like a fucking idiot, but uh, one of her most popular pics that I've ever tweeted was um, this picture of her uh, when I had a, a pizza. It was actually weirdly oh, yes. it was it was Brexit night in 2016, which is kind of weird. But um, uh, I had a pizza, and she uh, is putting her little paw up on the table and kind of looking at it as if to say, you know, may I have some pizza? Uh, she does love pizza. Um, she gets very excited when we order pizza. Um, you know, meat, especially if I order like barbecue or anything like that, she, um, she always, she always wants that. But, you know, in terms of actual cat food it's very simple, you know, dry food, can of wet food every day. She's like fine with that. You know, she doesn't love it, right. but, uh, it's really hard with cats. You know, you feed them something for a week and they absolutely love it. And then you buy a big box of it. And then, you know, exactly after you've placed the order for the big box, they're like, actually, this is shit and I'm never going to eat it again. And you're shit. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, she loves meat. She loves cheese. She loves bread. Um, so a lot mm. like her mum. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what What is the protocol with, with a cat? Do you like you can give them a little bit of that in moderation here and there? 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I do avoid feeding her the things that I know will kill her, um, like okay. chocolate, um, onions mm. and garlic are a big one that you can't feed cats or yeah, dogs. They can't, they can't have onions. Really? Yeah. yeah, it makes them sick. I mean, you know, I don't mm. know if it would kill her to, you know, eat something that had onions in it, but, um, you know, I try to avoid that. Um, I think grapes as well, weirdly, is something that yeah, they can't grapes have. Yeah, are, grapes, are, grapes are big. Yeah. That's what I... I, I think I talked about this on Doughboys Wags, but when I was going back east that night, Wally knocked a bottle of wine oh, off right. the top of the fridge and he got covered yes. in the wine. Oh, no. And then I took him into the, the shower. Like, I, I like went into the shower with him. Like, I like I just grabbed him in all my clothes and jumped into mm-hmm. the shower, wow. which, as, as Wags, I believe, joked at the time, is how I shower normally with my yes. clothes on. And then. <laughs> and with Wally. Sounds right. And with Wally. Yeah. And so I, so I, so I, I, I showered with him in there to get all the to get all the wine off of him, but what a mess! Such a mess yeah. that he poor uh, little guy. Yeah, they're very stupid. Nellie's done that with me before. <laughs> Just take me into the shower <laughs> with her clothes on after I spilled an entire <laughs> bottle of wine over myself. <laughs> Got to be done. Yeah, I, I, uh, they, they are very stupid. I, I had a similar thing, not a similar thing, but last night. I left my upper cabinets open, and I heard like at four thirty in the morning. I was woken up to like a big thud, oh, no. and Wally had fucking fallen. He'd fallen like like he was like trying to jump up, and he fell down. Mm. Oh, um, so it I is always up. fun it though. It is always fun to catch them right after they fuck up a jump like that. Like you know, just the moments afterwards, and they kind of shake it off and try and walk away like like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I have no idea. Like how it's possible that they've evolved to do that, but it's so clear that that's what they're doing. You know, they're walking away and they're trying to pretend that they were doing something else, and somehow mm-hmm. that's been an evolutionary advantage for them to uh, look cool. It's kind of it's it's like it's very and it is kind of similar. It's like a little bit human behavior. Like he's breathing heavy. I'm like, you all right? I'm like, Bubba, you all right? That's what I was saying. I'm like, Bubba, you all right? Bubba, Bubba, you all right? And he was Bubba. like. Breathing heavy, and was just like he was like looking around, like I'm fine, like it's no biggie, like it was like that sort of thing of like a human got like hurt. It was like I'm fine, it's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where is that little guy, anyways? Oh, I would love to introduce uh, Wally and Irma to to Digby, but ha- ha- has Digby met other cats via Zoom, via video chat? Via Zoom, maybe yes. Uh, she has met a couple other cats in real life too. Um, one time, I found a kitten outside my house. Um, mm-hmm. Just I literally, it was sort of literally on my doorstep. Um, and uh, I went out, and he was he was all covered in engine oil. He'd clearly been living in someone's car. They do oh, that. They cr- they crawl into uh, car engines because they're warm and you know safe. Right. Um, and so I scooped him up and I, I brought him inside. Jesus. Um, and. Uh, I, I put him in this like um you know one of those huge like rubbermaid container things you like store stuff in under the bed or whatever. I put him in that just because he was he was tiny and that way he couldn't like you know get under the couch or something. Right. Um and uh before I put Digby in the bedroom, you know, I was going to quarantine her cuz you don't know what diseases kittens have and stuff. But before I did that, uh she kind of went up to the rubbermaid container and sniffed and then she just hissed at him and I was like, "Oh, yeah, oh, no. so sad because I really was hoping that her motherly instincts would kick in, but no, she was she was not happy." And then whenever <laughs> I would go whenever I would go into the bedroom to check on her, she would sniff my fingers that smelled like the kitten and hiss at my fingers. Um mm. And he was only there for a couple of hours, and in that time, she managed to piss on my duvet uh, in protest. So wow. Oh, my wasn't, God. Yeah, it wasn't a sparkling success, I would say. Um, I don't think we'll be getting another cat at any point. <laughs> she's, what happened she's to the kitten? Oh, um, I... Uh, 
the the Humane Rescue Alliance in DC kind of partners with animal control here. So it's one of the places where you don't have to worry about turning a kitten over to animal control. And especially because he was, he was good with humans and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, he was, he was fine. I contacted the rescue where I got Digby from, uh, and they pulled him and, uh, he was actually adopted out to someone I know on Twitter, which was uh, very nice. Oh, that's so great, he, yeah. He has a, a lovely life in Northern Virginia now. What a happy, what a ending. happy ending. Oh, it was great. It was uh, hugely heartwarming. Uh, aside from Digby ruining my duvet, everything, everything worked out great. That's what great. do you do with a duvet when it's covered in cat urine? Can you just launder that? <laughs> I take it to the damn White House, you know, and say, <laughs> this is what I think of you. Thank okay? you. Yeah. Uh, no, I just put it straight in the trash, I think. Trash, trash oh, bag, trash bin, gone. You can't get you that know. out? It's just too stinky? You could. I mean, it was a cheap duvet. I didn't really care. Okay. It was like, you know, 30 bucks or something. Cat piss is tricky. I mean, I did, what is it? What is a is a duvet? What is a duvet? Is that like a blanket? Is it? Sim- oh yeah, it- sorry. That's um, one of those British words that uh, you guys don't use as much. No, but, I, mean, I, I know. No, I feel we, like we my mom taught here. I feel like it's a it's a New English word as well. But I feel like uh, yeah. So for us in the UK, we don't have anything called a comforter. A duvet is the thing mm. you put inside a duvet cover. Um, mm-hmm. And I was a little confused when I first moved to the US because I would go to Target and they had these things called comforters, which like you weren't supposed to use with a cover. And I was like, that's weird right. and gross. Um, but you could also buy like a comforter insert or a duvet insert or whatever. And I was like, but that's what a duvet is. And I was so confused. But um, yeah, I guess that was one of the more minor confusions of, of moving to the US. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's what a duvet is. It's the, the big white thing you put inside the cover. I have a duvet controversy in my past. Wow. So, oh my God. Natalie and I <laughs> eloped. We got married in Las Vegas and we were staying at TI, uh, Treasure Island, which is a very obnoxious resort, but it was what we could afford at the time. And we, uh, d- like, we, so we got married. Uh, did you get, did you get married at, at Treasure Island? No, we didn't get mar- married at Treasure Island. We got married by we got married at Little Chapel of the West, which is like mm. the chapel that's right inside the Welcome to Vegas sign. So it's like this this bit. It's like a really. It's been it's been there forever. It's like the one of the famous chapels where people get married. They've actually physically moved it three times because of where cas- new casinos being constructed, but it's still operational. And we got married by a guy by a radio man with a radio voice who was just an absolute. Absolute total pro. Just this pastor, he went up there. He's like, "Oh, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry you." And since just two of you, I'll also serve as your witness. All right, shall we begin? Like, we are gathered here today to <laughs> wed these two people. Like, just went into total radio wow. cadence. It was so fucking rad. Just absolutely Damn. crushed it. And known you for 15 years. First time I've ever heard that. <laughs> So so anyway, we get married. Uh, it, 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 it's 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 wonderful. We have a we have a lovely meal, and we're there, and we're also just like exhausted, and we're like, "Hey, fuck it, maybe we'll just go back home." And so we'd stay the is previous that, night. And we're like, "This is the most fucking wigery." You went hey, to Vegas, got married, and you're and 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 you're just like, "All right, time, let's go back." This is why this partnership works because we were on the same page. We we're both like, "Eh, we're we're kind of we're, we're kind of war- too worn out to do anything. Let's just go back and we can get a good night's sleep in our bed, you know, because it's, it's a shitty hotel bed." So we we check out early. Uh, we were where we stay for one extra night. We're like, "Fuck it, we'll just pay for that night and we'll go home now." 
I get home a couple days later. I have an eighteen hundred dollar charge on my credit card. Wow. Wow. Probably wouldn't have been so much fun to stay in a hotel room with Natalie when she was like at night was like, "What have I done?" Over and over again. <laughs> so we, I have this eighteen hundred dollar uh, charge on my credit card from the resort. And it becomes this three-month odyssey of getting this charge disputed because they claimed that that when we left the hotel, we took the duvet with us. Oh, oh my God. We stole the duvet, and they valued the duvet at $1,800. Wow. That's that was impossible. Of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so I mean, and how do you crazy. prove you didn't steal a duvet? Like, do you say, like, come to my house. You're not going to find it. You know, what are you supposed to do there? I took it to City Hall. And wow. I, uh, no, no, I just, I just kept, kept escalating. <laughs> oh, I, I kept you. going up the chains. <laughs> I kept going up the chain and I kept, you know, de- and then eventually they were like, okay, we've investigated and we've reversed it. It's pos- It's probably someone who worked for us who took, it was missing, but it's probably someone who worked for us who took it. Oh, good. Um, you got the employee fired. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's what I wanted. I was like, just fire everybody. <laughs> I want you to clean house or I'm never going back. And you know what? I'm still sleeping on that duvet to this day. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that you had to dress up as like a pirate. I thought I hope I was hoping that was pirate themed yeah. wedding. <laughs> well, they Man, got married awesome. by a pirate, you know. Oh, I mean, God. radio voice is great, but imagine if it was pirate voice, which, as we know, is not boring or nerdy or annoying or anything like no. that. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> do you, do cats like parrots? What? How does a cat react to a parrot? Uh, I've never asked Digby mm. what she feel, how she feels about parrots. I imagine that her reaction would be the same as it is to any bird, which is to um, hunch down to the floor and make that weird mm. clicking noise with her with her mouth. Um, yeah, very disturbing. Wally does that to Irma sometimes, or he does like the like. Mm, yeah, he does the, like the a chittering. Little, yeah, yes, yeah, chittering, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they they want to. I mean, again, Wags. Yeah, I mean, we don't. How are we to know? I don't know. I don't know if you have interactions with parrots. I don't know what like you, sometimes you'll, you'll there'll be the parrot and the shoulder guy who'll come around. You know, like that's his thing. But you're you're saying that like if a parrot's like don't eat me, <laughs> like that sort of thing, and then the, the cats yeah, are I mean, like, like wait would... a minute, there's like a voice coming out of it. No, the cats right. the cats want it. The cats want to like put the bird in its mouth. They want to eat okay. it in some way. Mm. Not eat so it. So it's like any bird. Maybe not. Maybe not eat it as much as just catch it and, and keep. I mean, there is. It is so crazy that there is just a a natural hunting uh, like mechanism that kicks in in their brains where they oh, just yeah. want to. They just want to hunt the birds. Yeah, I grew up uh, in the English countryside um, in a, a village of about three hundred people, and uh, we had cats that would roam the village and they they would go pretty far um and uh the one that we had who actually just died this year uh he would bring in all kinds of stuff he actually mm. i mean you know he would bring in like you know birds and mice and stuff one time he brought in a live mm. chicken which oh was very impressive yeah it was a very wow. impressive feat um i was uh, i was in the kitchen i was uh, <laughs> actually cooking chicken which felt really gross um i kind of <laughs> wanted to hide it i was like don't look at it um <laughs> and uh, I heard this noise um, at the the cat door, and you know how like when your brain hears a noise that isn't what it's used to, and you kind of know something's wrong before you've seen it. Um, I turned around and I just saw him pushing this like full grown chicken through the cat door, um, and he's just carrying it in in his mouth, uh, you know, like it was the most normal thing in the world. And I was like, oh my god, Spencer, drop it! Um, and 
<laughs> I got him. To, I got him to drop the chicken, um, and uh, we put chicken was like dazed, but he was fine. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so we put the chicken in like a bucket, you know, just like a normal like mop and bucket bucket. And uh, my mom took him. Took the chicken up the road, you know, sort of covered in a towel, and she would knock on each door. There's about I don't know, 15 houses on our, our road or something. So she'd knock on each door and sort of reveal the chicken in the bucket and say, "Hello, is this your chicken?" Um, and um, <laughs> just like normal village stuff, village right. life things, yeah. Uh, and Dear eventually, Lord. She, I know. And eventually, she um, she got to someone who said, "Oh no, I think that um, I think that chicken belongs to the manor house." Um, and so the way <laughs> this is. This is the manor that's, house. This is getting that's, embarrassing, but um, in, that's the most British shit I've ever heard. It really is. Um, in uh, <laughs> in English villages, you know, let's say a thousand years ago, there would be um, the the lord of the manor would live in the manor house, um, and it would often be connected to the to the church somehow, and it would be just like the richest guy in the village who owned all of the land and people in the village, and they, you know, the serfs would pay the you know, their wages to him or whatever. And right. for somehow in, in my village and many other villages, um, the manor house still exists. And it, now it's just like a normal rich guy who lives there. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't own any of our labor, thankfully. Um, but uh, yeah, so he that manor house, they've always kept animals. You know, sometimes when I was a kid, there were pigs there and, you know, goats and stuff like that. Um, and so mum took the chicken up to the, up to the manor house and knocked on the door and you know, uh, the, the man who owns it answered and she said, hello, is this your chicken? And he peered into the bucket and went, oh, hello, Doris. Yes, I believe that's ours. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I know. I know. I just I realized as I was telling the story that I'm not doing any favors to Mitch's uh, apparently pre-existing impression of England <laughs> as the worst place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, whoops. Sorry, guys. My, my beef with 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 England is uh is people the, the 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 Brits who are like who are who say America is the is the worst which we are bad I know that we are bad but it's that one of the things that don't throw stones we're both bad it's, buddy it, tell right. me about it I yeah. you know as as a Brit who's been in America for almost ten years now anytime I'm on Twitter or in in conversation and I see British people laughing about American, you know, like gun violence or healthcare or whatever, and then Americans laughing at British food or whatever. I'm like, this is no one's winning this fight. It's it's really you. You could not have picked two worst countries to go at each other. And it's like, you know, I, I I'm in no position to really comment on either because I was born in one and then chose to move to another. So really, just, wow, just the worst person. Um, I like all well, places. You- I don't really hate anywhere. Except for those Italians. I was um, gonna say, except for the Italians, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's 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 uh yeah, I, first of all, I, I gotta train Wally and Irma to bring some chickens in. I think that sounds like a <laughs> I, I want I want I want Doris. I want Doris lived, Doris was okay. Doris lived, Doris lived that's a happy great. life as far as we know. Although at the the uh Lord, I guess, of the manor um had been known to uh to shoot animals on his property. Um, there's the, another kind of sad story about him shooting some deer that were chewing his plants or whatever. I mean, he's a real piece of shit. So oh, um, Jesus. I think I, I think so. Doris probably lived because you know she was probably a, a an eggling chicken, um, and mm. you know therefore had value. I doubt she ended up on the dinner table at least anytime soon. But uh, that was that was mm. one creature that Spencer did not manage to kill. Um, many others, I'm afraid, did not meet the same fate. Mm. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, my cat Zip. My cat Zip, who was an uh, indoor, outdoor cat, like she would sometimes bring in a mouse. And then I had a cat Buster, who was declawed. This is, but this is back in 1980. I know. I I I Hmm. felt. I feel the same way. This is 1989 or something, or maybe 1990. Um, uh, my, my mom had her declawed. I, I, I think times have changed. She lived a bit. Yeah. She lived a great long life. She lived till she was 18 and we loved her very much. Buster. We're canceling uh, your and, mom here today. We're calling her out. Yeah. It's uh, it's over for my mom, but, but <laughs> I, I would never, I would never, I would never declaw Wally Nerma. I would never declaw any pet, but, but, um, Buster. Michael, I check social media. I'm canceled. <laughs> Oh my God! You got to get me on tour with those. What is it? What is it? what is the what's the right wing tour again? Uh, be, you mean Ben Shapiro? Cancel? Call? No. <laughs> I'm on the, a guest on Shapiro. No. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Mitchell, no. The comedy, the 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 the, the, the right wing comedy people. What are they called? Um, I mean, there's all sorts of subset subgroups here, but do you want to poke this bear? Blissfully unaware wanna, of this. Do you want to? Do you want to take a stick to this beehive? <laughs> like the goons or whatever they call themselves. I forget the name of them. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's not. We'll worth sort it. all this out. Yeah, it's definitely not worth it. But we'll sort this out, and we'll be back with more Doughboys. No. Spoon Man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus... They'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. Well, Wags, we, we all carry around stressors, big and small. It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, It can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? A lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym for your mind. You get the gunk out. You feel better. 
It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with our guest Libby Watson discussing Michael. this week's chain, Shake Shack. <laughs> Michael, I got booked in Skankfest. There we go. <laughs> oh, no. Shake Shack opened first as a cart and then as a shack in Madison Square Park in New York City by power player restaurateur Danny Meyer. This was a little bit after 9-11 that this first was founded as kind of like an urban revitalization mm. initiative yeah, at lining. first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it later expanded as a local chain and today is a global chain with 250 plus locations. Previously reviewed it with our friend Jason Concepcion and was a late addition to our first ever Tournament of Champions Burger Brawl. Mitch, this was in 2016. You no doubt remember mm, the commissioner decreed mm. that Shake Shack, which had opened its first location a month before the tournament. This was like, so this is like February, March of 2016 when we were recording, had just opened its first LA outlet. Now, five years later, they have 15 locations in L.A. and 26 in Southern California. So that's how rapidly they have expanded nationwide uh, and to the West Coast specifically. Um, hmm. And do they expand too fast, too soon? Well, I mean, the, 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 these are a lot of questions the question. we'll get into. Why? Because I didn't yes. even get into it, though. My cat, my, Zip brought in a mouse. Yes. And then my cat, Buster... No claws caught the mouse between her paws. She like caught it wow. between her paws. Yeah. What dexterity? Yeah, and, and did the mouse survive? Uh yeah, no, we put it outside. We put the mouse outside. Yeah. Um I saw I saw I also saw a dead rat at BugCon this weekend. It was across the street <laughs> when I went to McDonald's. Mm. Um it was, it was and you know what? It was a cute little rat. I think I love all creatures. I like creatures. Yeah. Rats are pretty cute. I mean, we cu- we did have one in in our apartment uh, a while back. We never saw it. We just heard it scrabbling behind the walls, which is really fucking disturbing oh, when you can just man. hear a creature in the walls. Um, yeah, really grim. And no Digby that. was absolutely no help whatsoever. Um, she, you know, she like heard it scrabbling. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's weird, isn't it? All right, I'm gonna go back to bed. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that was that was nasty. The only way we knew that there was a rat um, in the like that it was a rat was that it, it would shit on our stove at night. Um, oh no! Which was not nice. Uh, no, a lot of a lot of cleaning involved, but yeah, eventually it was um, uh, caught and compromised to a permanent end. This sounds this sounds like hanging out at Palmerston back when uh, Koalik was Mitch's roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Koalik, the stove. Sorry. That's how you know I'm here. <laughs> so, Libby, uh, we, we were talking a little bit because you are, you spent some, you lived in L.A. for a time. Uh, you recently visited L.A. And mm. 
you have uh, like you know the uh, a big thing that actually was the finale of of the aforementioned tournament of champions burger brawl uh here on doughboys uh but is also just generally discussed by west coasters versus east coasters is shake shack versus in and out burger now i always argue that these are completely different things they're in completely different and price categories uh they're trying to do different things uh but i think people still have a preference i will say i of course still think in and out is better than shake shack all those factors aside uh, as someone who I, I believe you got in and out on your recent LA trip, uh, uh, like like, uh, what's your take on In and Out Burger? Yeah, we actually got it twice during the. Uh, we were wow. in California for eleven days, and we actually got a lot of fast food while we were there. It's kind of embarrassing. Mm. Um, we went to In and Out twice. We did Del Taco and we did Jack in the Box. Um, and I think that wow. was partly because we were um, on the trip with uh, fellow Doughboys fans, Emma Roller and her husband. Um, and so we were, right. we were, we were listening to Doughboys. We were driving back from Palm Springs, and you know, talking about Doughboys restaurants. Me and Justin were the the big the big boys heads uh in the car and so you know we knew that you guys had talked about these chains that we don't have in the places that we live so we kind of wanted to hit them up um which uh is really fucking sad i mean we're in this like this <laughs> this state with you know yes. arguably the best food in in the nation um you know this place that i love uh and we were there for you know 11 days and we somehow managed to to fit in like several um fast food stops uh but you know it was it was good anyway yeah in and out twice um once as soon as we landed in uh LA which um invited some unfavorable comparisons to Newt Gingrich from you Nick right that's the that's the Gingrich move Newt yes. always, Newt lands in LA and, and immediately goes in and out burger the one right by the airport yeah we we pulled a ging we, we didn't go to the one right by <laughs> by the airport we went and picked up our car at Union Station and then we went to the one in Baldwin Park which I think is the original in and out or it's by the original in and out or something yes Man, that um, poor in, that poor in and out to see fucking Ging, ging as you call him, fucking his car waddling up to the drive-through line. <laughs> his car can't move like a normal car; it has to it has <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, um, I have actually seen Gingrich. Gingrich is one of my few uh, DC celebrity sightings, um, and it was so wow. long ago. It was when I was here as an intern in the summer of 2011. Um, and I was in Alexandria, which is in Virginia, uh, but it's on the Metro line and it's, you know, nice mm -hmm. sort of touristy place. And it was, it was 4th of July weekend. Um, and it was when he was ostensibly running for president, um, in the 2012 Republican primaries. Oh, right. Um, and mm. he was sitting by himself in a sort of nice cafe in Alexandria, um, eating a bowl of tomato soup and reading like an off-brand Kindle, like a nook or something. And he was just having the time of his life. You know, all of the other people I presumably running for president they were in you know in iowa or new hampshire right. or, you know like doing grip and grin like fundraising stuff or whatever and this guy was just living his best life eating his soup reading his little you know some kind of airport novel on uh, on his nook um and uh some i remember some lady came up to him and she was like oh you know your, your your campaign president isn't going very well or whatever um and he's like well we fired all the expensive consultants so it's going a little better or whatever and i'm like dude like what are you doing it's clearly not going well <laughs> if you're just chilling out in you know yeah. the fucking the king street cafe or whatever eating your soup right but, uh, yeah that was one of my few celeb sightings here anyway i got way off track there sorry in and out very good love love in and out um i 
had it when I was uh, at UCLA. I did a year of mm. my undergrad at UCLA um, back in 2010, 2011. Um, and we would go because there was one in Westwood and we would go there um, fairly, fairly often. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I haven't really had it a ton since. I've probably had Shake Shack more than I've had In-N-Out by now because, you know, living on the East Coast for all of the rest right. of the time, living in D.C. Wow. Um, but it was, it was quite a treat um, coming back and, and having In-N-Out. There are a few Shake Shacks wow. in D.C., I would imagine. Yeah, so there's actually one very close to uh, my apartment. It's like two blocks away. Um, oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, – there is – I mean, I think part of the reason we did so much fast food eating um, when uh, – oh, I forgot one. Sorry, we did The Habit as well. The Habit is the other place that we oh, ate. Oh, The Habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, uh, I think part of the reason we did so much fast fooding uh, when we were out there is that um, – you know, in, in DC, we don't have a car. Um, and especially with coronavirus, it's like, I'm not, you know, getting on the Metro to go all the way up to, you know, Van Ness or whatever to go to Burger King. Um, so our options for fast food are kind of limited here. Um, whereas when you have the freedom of a car, you're on the road anyway, it was a big road trip. Um, the whole vacation was a road trip. So, um, yeah, I do, I do kind of feel a little limited in the fast food options that, that I have here. There's like a Shake Shack and a Popeyes and like a McDonald's in walking distance. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. Um, you know, it's not like living in LA, you're driving, you know, you're in traffic all the time, whatever you're driving into your big Hollywood meetings. Um, and, yes. uh, you know, to, mm-hmm. um, go and plan, uh, some QAnon stuff, um, which I assume <laughs> that's, that's what you guys are all doing <laughs> out there. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. A, a light QAnon Tuesday or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we don't really have that. So Shake Shack is like one of the sort of old reliables that's in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that we can walk to. Um, so I have been there a fair amount. It's it's one of those like, I don't really know what I want to eat. I'll eat Shake Shack kind of things. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. like a decent default option, I'll say. I, I think the... I think my issue with Shake Shack is something, Mitch, that you touched on earlier. And this is a thing Mm -hmm. we've talked about on the podcast, although we have not really explored it since we gave Shake Shack its proper review all those years ago. Uh, And I think they have expanded too quickly. And I think there is so much inconsistency Mm. between locations that it becomes a frustrating dining experience. Uh, Because, and I'll, you know, like, like a... They'll they'll be out of things, or or things will be prepared differently, or it's it's just sort of like a this this Shake Shack has a different system for ordering and pickup than than other Shake Shacks. It's like it's so location dependent, and there isn't that kind of universality that you'd expect, especially for a chain that's as expensive as it is. And that's always the thing that mm. strikes me about Shake Shack is every time I go there, I like how much money I spend. I get that everything is fresh except for the fries, which are actually frozen, but still good. Uh, and, I, and I get that it's like a higher quality product and I get that it's prepared, you know, it's overseen by, you know, they, they have like, a, you know, these fancy restaurateurs and chefs who are overseeing all the operations. But I like I you are paying a premium. You are paying a good amount more. Again, like then, then in an out burger, it's it's often three or four times the cost mm-hmm. uh, a, a a meal there. This isn't fair because you are you you are you're making it a competition between these two places. They're just two. I'm, I'm burger not even places. trying to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to ma- even make. Yeah, well, this a competition. you are. That was settled. That was, that was that was settled in an out burger one. It got its name and uh, engraved on the Dave Thomas Cup. So it's that's trash. settled. 
Dave Thomas Mitch, Cup should uh, be thrown in the fucking trash. It's fucking that's bull. <laughs> you know what? I think Nixon should send the fucking that cup to the moon. There we leave go. it fucking let it sit up there on the moon. I'm just gonna say this is every Mitch time you his, look at the moon. Uh, <laughs> no, there is no hope for the Dave Thomas Cup's recovery. <laughs> but there is hope for mankind in its sacrifice. Oh, Spiro Agnew, I'm gonna do Watergate. <laughs> Oh, no, why did he say that on TV? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hide this tape. Erase this tape. <laughs> uh, so, the, the, it's a, yeah, but, but I'll put that in comparison aside. Don't even, I'm just talking about this as a chain, Mitch. Like, just, just Shake Shack, I feel like, is inconsistent. Do you disagree? I mean, I probably don't eat it enough to know if it's ins- inconsistent. Mm. Mm. My thought on it is like, sure. I mean, a lot of these places, especially when you ex- when you expand, you're going to get some inconsistencies. Um, I always went to the one near the Americana, and I, I always thought it was pretty decent. And then the the one on Sunset, and then I ordered from the one on Hollywood Boulevard, and I ordered. Yes, I got it delivered. Shut up, everyone. I've been there plenty of times. Um, but my thought is, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Expanding, of course, you know it 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 causes some issues. It's not. It's it's a it 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 will there are will definitely be quality issues between locations. It just there's bad Wendy's. There's bad Taco Bell's. It just happens. I mean that's that's what happens. I I do think that I do think that too many people um think that one. They turn it into In-N-Out versus Shake Shack because it's an East Coast, West Coast thing. And two, I think people are too mean to Shake Shack. People are like, oh, Shake Shack. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Shake Shack is good. Shake Shack is, it's it's good. It's high, quali- it is high quality. People are too mean to it. I, like the first time I had a Shake Shack burger, I'll say this. When I was in New York City at the original Shake Shack location, I was far more blown away than I was the first time I had an In-N-Out burger. D- different experience, though, because that's you're talking about the like. I'll agree that the New York Shake Shacks back when Shake Shack was New York exclusive, I was like, oh wow, this is really something. They really have something here, and I think mm. it's lost a little bit of its luster as it's expanded nationwide. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I I will say that I mean it's hard for me to tell because when I think back to when I first had Shake Shack, it was you know maybe ten years ago I just you know I had recently moved to America and uh, I was very much um, in the mode of finding everything that was good and American, like good American mm. food, like incredible, and I was like I can't believe they have this here, you know, because I mean British fast food sucks um right. you know like growing up with like you know burger king and uh that was really it in my town it was burger king and pizza hut um and so it was it was it was kind of a revelation to be able to go to a fast food place that had you know um, i was hoping that you would be li- you'd list off like the mushy peas depot uh, or something yeah here we yeah. go <laughs> here we go he's on one oi governor's fish house <laughs> the chippery. Oh, let me get a fish bone sandwich, would you? <laughs> Why would anyone order that, Mitch? Think about it. <laughs> you had a side of mushy peas with that? You know I would. I, I, you know, I don't know much about English culture, English food. 
I, you, you, know, got it. I you got it. You got it. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> you know, I don't know much about American culture, American food. I'm starting yeah. to think I don't know much of anything, Wags. <laughs> <laughs> no, surely not. I yeah, I will I will say um you know, mo- the the fast food that we had was pale imitations of American stuff. There was a KFC, there was a there was a McDonald's, there was a Burger King, there was a Pizza Hut. And then there are like local fast food, like the, you know, there are a couple of fish and chips places in, in Banbury where I grew up or the town nearest to where I grew up that are really good. Um, and they're just, I don't know if there are really any like homegrown British fast food chains. Um, maybe there are. What I mean, about this is part of my. Cheeky Nando's. Cheeky Nando's is good. I mean, yeah, there are. I mean, there are tons of chains that are like sit-down restaurants. Um, Got it. You know, we have loads of chains that like the one in our town was Pizza Express, um, which sounds so shit. It sounds like yes. you know a place on the corner where it you get a kebab bad. as well. Yeah, it sounds terrible, but it's actually kind of like, I mean, at least when I was growing up, that was like the upscale option for you to go on a date or whatever was to go to Pizza mm. Express um, and get the uh, the American pizza, which has just like pepperoni on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I do think that kind of colored my um, perception of, of Shake Shack, uh, you know, when I was when I first had it, because I was having, you right. know, the time of my life here, you know, I just moved here, everything was possible. And you could get a peanut butter milkshake, which is something I had never experienced before in my life. So, um, yeah, mm. I mean, I used to I used to really love Shake Shack. And now it's like, I don't know whether it's not to preview my review a bit, but uh, that I don't know whether it's fallen off or whether I have fallen off because now I'm 31 mm. and um, everything sucks. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, kind of hard to, 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 to weigh those two things. Yeah. It, it's uh, I, I mean, well, I do remember it being like a sensation in New York and waiting and waiting for it. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're right that everything does suck. So for sure. Yeah. But I, I'm also not sure if I could blame my, lesser enjoyment of shake shack on coronavirus or um climate change um you know i don't right. think that's really weighing on my mind too heavily when i'm biting into my burger but you know uh li- life isn't as joyous i would say as when you're 22 or 21 you know what I, you know what i like about here here's i'll say something that i like about british food Uh-oh. i like that i like that there's a breakfast that you can just order the full english yeah Mm, that's, that's pretty fun. good. A full English is good. Yeah, full English is something I'll I'll stand behind for sure. Um, there and, are, and also just just to go in and say, look, give me the full English. That's a fun. That's that's fun to say. Fun thing to say. Would that be weird to do if I just if you went in and said, can I get the full English? No, you absolutely can do that. Um, I, I right. give you permission. Um, in fact, I can I can even recommend specific spots in London to go in and get a, a full English. Um, mm. Which. Uh, well, I can recommend one specific spot. There's a cafe, uh, a cafe right by Marleybone Station. Um, you go in there. The guy who owns it is named. I'm afraid is Italian, uh, Mitch. Um, his uh, his name I'm is Mario, uh, and it's a great little like you know hole in the wall. Mm, you're running me spot. back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he runs it with his his brother Luigi, and uh, they're often they're often <laughs> okay. for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean there are. I, I will defend the, the full English. I can't defend British breakfast fully because I didn't know about a bacon, egg, and cheese as a concept until I moved mm. here. Like, if you get a breakfast sandwich in the UK, it is bacon in bread. And if you are lucky, mm. ketchup or brown sauce. Uh, and no one has fucking thought to put... I mean, occasionally you can get bacon and egg, but no one has thought to put cheese on it. In 
however many years of British history, no one has thought, what if we put cheese in this, right. in this breakfast sandwich? You know, you can't get a fucking bacon, egg and cheese. I mean, I will say a lot of this is out of date. Um, you know, I've been here for almost all of the last 10 years. and I, You know, I only visit occasionally. The town nearest to where I live is kind of a backwater sort of um, kind of Columbus, Ohio style place. You know, it's not the place where you would go to experience the forefront of British cuisine. Um, but I, my mind was blown when I was like, oh, bacon, egg and cheese. What a country, you know. Um, so can't fully defend our record on breakfast. You know, I think you got to do, I think next time you're back, uh, you're back in the UK, you got to go up to the Lord of the Manor <laughs> and just hand him a bacon, egg and cheese. And he could be like, this is brilliant. And all of a sudden it'll be everywhere. Here you go. Here's you know- the keys. Yeah. <laughs> you're the lord of the manor now <laughs> and you're a wizard harry <laughs> this is fantastic it is doris you're free to go come on now <laughs> i'll take doris to america show her the sights it'd be great that, i like that like a uh like a like a bucket list for for i'm, I'm guessing doris must be an old chicken, if I had to guess. Yeah, I uh, haven't haven't seen her um, in my recent visits. I can't can't say I've seen her around. <laughs> Probably moved up to a farm, yeah. you know, from just, the just from kind days. of a farmish place. Moved to a different farm, a, a, another you know. farm, yeah, in a yeah. different county. Uh, it's much nicer there. Man, that's that's what. Yeah, what do you do in a, if you're a if you got a dog and on a farm, do you, do you say the dog went into the city? Is that what you say? <laughs> I think so. I the think that's the dog got an move. internship at NBC. It's really big for him. <laughs> oh, no, he's working for Matt Lauer. Oh, boy. Oh, get him out of there. Uh, I went to, so I went to the Shake Shack in right by Mitch. You and I watched the Suicide Squad uh, mm-hmm. for, a, for a different podcast we guested on. And mm-hmm. I, I went to the, I saw the Suicide Squad. I was sitting in, I was sitting next to my lovely wife, Natalie, and she's like, hey, order the Shake Shack now and we can just pick it up. And I was like, oh, there you go. And so I got, I busted out the app, which is perfectly okay. And ordered when was the this, Shake pre-movie? Shack. movie This was during the, the end credits. The credits uh, are going. We're waiting for the mid-credits scene. She's like, order the like Shake this. Shack now. Keep your phone in your pocket, bud, okay? It's during the credits. Keep your phone in your pocket, bud, until, you know what? There were some mid, there were some mid credit and post credit scenes. Keep your phone in your pocket, okay? Once the credits start rolling, you can bust your phone out. I think that's totally fair. Once once the movie's over, hey, we don't I, know I if we're going to see that. some member of the Suicide Squad come back to life. <laughs> well, now you just kind of spoiled something. And in, in in the mid and post credit scene, yeah, we we might see one character come back to life. And then you being me would think, okay, that's the end. That's the credit scene. I can go now. And then you find out later that there's another credit scene where another character comes back to life. <laughs> okay, sure. That's what movies are. <laughs> so, so, you or- I, uh, so you ordered, yeah. so you disturbed everyone watching the fun movie and you ordered yeah, your, but- your, ordered your Shake Shack. Everyone was going, <clears throat> <clears throat> sir, <clears throat> if you don't mind. I'd like to see what happens to the weasel. That sounds very British. (laughs) I was, yeah. I was in a small village. Um, The the theater was on the grounds of a manor house. Uh, So there was a there was a popcorn container filled with mushy peas. 
<laughs> I think that sounds so I, lovely. Uh, order put put in the order. Uh, went over. It's it's kind of a chaotic pickup. I you know the I felt I felt bad for the workers because it's like a very bit very high traffic location. They're clearly kind of scrambling there. There's a shelf for online orders that some places have that's clearly just been discontinued. They don't use that anymore. So like I went into I went over to go pick it up and they were like, no, please just wait outside. We'll call your name. I was like, okay, fine. Uh, everyone's very nice. They did forget a couple of things in our order. They forgot Natalie's cheese fries. She went back and got those. Uh, and they mm. also forgot our side of sh- of shack sauce that was not included. Shack S H A C K. I should clarify. Not S H A Q. You nearly did say side of shit. By the way, <laughs> you think I ordered a side of shit? It's you nearly said side of shit. That's all I was saying. Do you think that was maybe the issue? That's what I put it input in the app. And they're like, well, he clearly doesn't want that. Don't even charge him for it. Where's my side of shit? <laughs> so, but we, we got the, that was rectified. I got the mm-hmm. shroom burger, which is, they don't have like a plant-based patty there. Their vegetarian option is a shroom burger, which is a crisp fried portobello mushroom filled with melted Munster and cheddar cheeses. Very, very ooey gooey. Uh, and topped with lettuce, tomato, and shack sauce. Not a lot of shack sauce, I should say. Very, very lightly, uh, light amount of condiments on it. Ordered a hot honey fries, uh, which are supposed to be dusted with their hot honey seasoning and served with habanero mayo sauce. It did come with habanero mayo sauce, but they were just conventional fries, which is fine. Probably I would have liked them more than the ones with the hot honey dust or whatever the fuck that is, but uh, it was was definitely a kitchen error. Shack sauce. You got to get yourself a side of shack sauce. (laughs) I also got the uh, I mentioned the cheese, the cheese fries which we got, and then the I got the I got a fifty fifty half lemonade half iced tea, akin uh, mm. to the Nick Weiger, uh, which no. is a, a third lemonade, a third uh, two thirds iced tea, mm. and then I also mm. got the cherry pop shake, uh, which is vanilla cola frozen custard hand spun with real cherries and popping candy, so kind of a pop rocks mm. thing topped with whipped cream and cherry caramel candies. Wow, well, here's I what I'll I, say overall. Maybe someone else got that too. Go ahead. What 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 will you say overall? The shroom burger is a miss for me. I just don't like it. I don't love it. Mm. I, I don't love the. I, I I think the the combo of the the portobello and then just the the Munster cheese tastes honestly kind of rotten. It's a little putrid. I don't I don't like those the, those flavors together. The Jesus. texture of the of it is is okay, but it's not the texture I want in a burger. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather like. There's so much resistance in in fast food to just doing what Burger King did so brilliantly, which is like we have the Whopper. This sandwich works. We're going to make this exact same sandwich with a with a plant-based protein. We're just going to make the impossible Whopper. Here you go. And you know what? This is perfect. This is exactly what someone who doesn't eat meat wants. Give me the fucking Shack Burger. Give me the roadside double with a plant-based protein. And also there's this other thing I feel like with a lot of these chef-driven fast food places where – or, or or fast casual places where there's some resistance to having just using the beyond or the impossible protein. They want to like, like we have our house made veggie patty or whatever. Like yeah. get, 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 put that in the fucking, uh, the trash with your house made ketchup. Give me the thing that's been engineered uh, by food in, in a fucking lab that tastes like a good uh, simulacrum of the real thing. Give me the fucking beyond. Give me, just give me a fucking beyond Shack burger. That's what I'm looking for. The shroom burger I thought was a total miss. Wow, this is inspiring. This is like being in a Bernie speech or something. I'm really like whipped up right now. I'm like, yeah, fuck your ketchup. And you know what? Fuck your profits too, man. 
Uh, wow. I wish I could do a Bernie. But I respect the man too much. Yeah, better, better not to try, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mitch, you have anything, anything to add? <laughs> did you, Mitch, did you have a... What, health, what did you get for health your... Healthcare for all. Uh, all right, I got... <laughs> well, the 1% is hoarding the profits. <laughs> Here's what I got. I came back from Bunkon. Like I told you, I saw a dead rat. Uh, very cute rat. Ratatouille type mm-hmm. rat. This was on my way to McDonald's, so I had a Big Mac meal earlier in the day. I'm just a mess over here. We're taking we're taking a couple week break from Doughboy, which thank God because I Doughboys because because yes. from recording apps, we stacked them up. But I but I just I can't go on eating this way. I'm just I'm I'm a fucking balloon wags. But um, and I mean great. look, this order isn't going to help matters at all when you hear what I got. Um, wags, we 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 crossed over a little bit, but. I'll start with my drinks. Yes. I got to say this. Shake Shack switches up their drinks. They have some fun drinks. I do like uh, that. And 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 so it's that sort of thing of like, hey, that's it's it's fun to get a it, it's fun to have a different lemonade every week. There's a strawberry lemonade, there's a whatever. You know, like uh there's a lot of different stuff you can you, you can try and they they switch it up. Sometimes it's going to be bad. I mean, that that is an issue is that is that look like you're gonna? It's gonna be fucking like, whatever. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say mushy peas lemonade, but it was the first thing that came to my mind. God damn it! Sometimes it's gonna be. I mean, I should just say what it, this one was because it, I didn't love it. It was lime agave lemonade, which is real mm. lime juice stirred with agave nectar, orange, jalapeno, smoked salt, and and shack made lemonade, and it was just too much. Too much going on. Mm. Just too much. It just, it just, it was, it was, it was too thick. It was like, a, like, a, it was like, a, it was just too sweet, too, too much. Wags, it was Ungapachka. It was. Wow. Wow. Ungapachka. And then I also got, I got a small of that. And then I also got a small watermelon mint lemonade because I wanted, or sorry, watermelon mint limeade. And this is real watermelon and lime juices stirred with mint, orange, white tea, and shack made and shack made lemonade, which doesn't really make me think it's a limeade, but whatever. There was lime juices in it. This one didn't really work for me either. So I had two mm. drinks that were like just okay. These okay lemonades, they're high calorie, you know what I mean? A lot of sugar in these bad boys. Yeah. It just it just it they they neither of them were working for me, but I like that they try. There was a 50-50 and there was a piña berry punch which i didn't get which maybe would have been better or i probably should have just gone with the shack made lemonade um but but uh yeah n- the, n- neither of these drinks kind of worked for me i also got two shakes but i'll get to those at the end uh here here's my rundown of 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 sandwiches um i got myself the hot honey chicken wags which is a honey glazed crispy chicken breast topped with habanero uh mayo sauce and shredded lettuce on a toasted potato bun and I, I took a bite of that bad boy, and I thought it was really good. Wow. Why is it was a good? It was a it was a well made chicken sandwich. I thought it was all right. There there wasn't much in ways of topping. Like they should put something else on there. Just the shredded lettuce and the mayo was kind of not enough. Maybe throw some pickles on there or something. You know what I mean? Like it just it it should by default come with something more. Yeah. Um. Then I got two burgers, Wags. One was like my backup in case I didn't like it, which the other burger I got, which was a good move because I didn't like it. 
So I got a, a, a double shack burger, which is like, that's my, like my go-to, which is mm-hmm. two cheeseburgers with lettuce, tomato, shack sauce. And I think that that's a good burger. I think it is a good burger. I think it's, I, I think that they, they do, they may, they do a good job with it. This is the classic burger that everyone gets. Uh, I'm a fan. I like it. I think it's good. Um, and I was happy to have that back up because I got the shack stack, which is a cheeseburger topped with a shroom burger with lettuce, tomato, yes. shack sauce. So basically the burger you got with a cheeseburger under it. And I had just heard of it so many times before. And I was like, I got to try it. I've never tried it. I'm going to try it. I didn't like it. I'm with you on the mushroom patty. I just don't like that mushroom patty. Yeah. It's, 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 it just doesn't taste. It doesn't taste good. And the, and the combo of the, the burger with the, with the mushroom patty doesn't, doesn't help it much at all. I just, it is also just this weird experience of you got a cheeseburger and then you bite into this mushroom patty and like this other gooey cheese kind of explodes out of it. Yes. And it's just kind of fucking, I thought it was kind of gross, honestly. Um, but that double shack burger was great. I really liked it. And the chicken sandwich was great. Uh, I also got myself some uh, cheese fries like Natalie did as well. They didn't, they didn't send any ketchup and there was no option to add ketchup. I've been in Shake Shacks a million times. You can, of course, get ketchup there, but I'm just saying for yes. takeout, there's not a great option for that. But the cheese fries are good. They, I, I got the cheese sauce on the, fr- on the side. I think that they actually do. I think I like Shake Shack's fries. I like crinkle cut fries, and I actually think that their cheese sauce is decent. Um, yes, I like their cheese sauce as well. And and I and I do like their fries. I think their fries are a highlight. Their fries are good, and they actually travel pretty well too. There's mm-hmm. n- they have they ha- since the last time I went there, they have even more like they have th- there was like boxes for everything, which they didn't always do. Now that like every single thing, like the fries have like a specific fry box, and all the burgers have like specific burger boxes, and I, and that yeah. was new and that's nice, but it also just feels like that sort of thing again of, of like, Oh, this is expanding. And this feels kind of like corporate and a little more McDonald's when it was at one point, it just was wrapped kind of like in and out burger, right? Like it was just kind of wrapped in a white sleeve. I feel like, but I'm, I, I can't remember specifically, how but, you may, that, but maybe that's changed. And anyways, yeah. wise, I got two shakes. Let, well, let's, let's get to the shakes in a second. Cause I have, I yep. have thoughts on my shake as well, but Libby, uh, let, let's talk about your, your mains and your sides. What did you get burger and fries wise? Yeah, so um, I got uh, I went with my husband. Um, we got pickup, um, and so uh, we got enough for both of us. Um, so what we did was I got a single shack burger, um, and I will say they did really well at uh, they didn't get anything wrong, including our modifications on wow. um, our stuff, which you know not major modifications, but they didn't get anything wrong. Everything was right. Um, I got a single shack burger and added pickle, uh, and those pickles were thick. They were thick boys. They were like, you know, half an inch thick or something. They were pretty right. pretty substantial pickles, um, which yeah. uh, which I like. I think that's good. Uh, my husband got a smoke shack um, and added uh, lettuce, sliced onion, and pickle. And the smoke shack is uh, bacon and cherry peppers um, mm. and uh, the shack sauce, I think. Uh, so, and we both liked our burgers. Lewis, is a, my husband, is a little bit of a uh, Shake Shack hater. Um, wow. he, yeah, he, he, it. well, he doesn't hate it. He just thinks that it's overrated and not that right. good. Um, I said he would always rather have McDonald's or something, um, which I disagree with. I think Shake Shack's burgers are just obviously better than McDonald's. Um, it's just, you know, it's a matter of quality of ingredients and stuff. But anyway, my, my burger was good. I wrote down burger. Good. Um, I, <laughs> uh, that's a, that that's, that's a better, that's a better note than any Doughboy, than any Doughboy <laughs> yeah. has ever taken. 
<laughs> you capture the discourse on here very well. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I liked him. Um, I was I was thinking about um, In and Out the whole time. Um, I was mm. cheating on Shake Shack in my head with In and Out. Um, wow. And it's hard. It's hard not to compare. We had just had it. Uh, I know there's been the controversy on Doughboys in the past, and it was hard not to think about the whole time how. In and Out Burger is just better for a lot less money, um, and uh, you know the the Shake Shack burger was still good. I was still happy eating it. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I really like the sauce. My husband does not like the sauce. He thinks it's too mayo heavy. Uh, mm. Not for me. I love it. Um, I think it's great. Um, and you know, I I like the Shake Shack burgers enough that I have actually made there's a um, a recipe on Smitten Kitchen called Fake Shack Burgers, which is like how to make a Shake Shack burger at home. And I've made that a lot. I really like it. Um, you know, I, I am happy to kind of emulate that smash burger, you know, like the smashed patty thing, I think is really, that that's what sets it apart from other regular fast food burgers. Um, so I think the burger was the high, po- uh, the high point for me. Um, we also got some of the hot honey chicken bites, um, which is, uh, you know, like a nuggets version of the hot honey sandwich. Okay. It comes with the habanero mayo and it has the dust sprinkled on it. Um, I thought they were pretty good, but the the dust, I mean, I, I could certainly think the dust would be really weird on fries. Um, on the chicken, it just tasted like they had been sprinkled with sugar. Um, mm, you know, it's meant to be honey, but it really did yeah. just taste like someone has sprinkled it with sugar, which is just weird it's just weird thing yeah, weird thing to do um we had you also don't like du- no no everyone's so anti-dust on fries what, what, what's so wrong with some dust a little dust i like fries. dust give I'm me dust, but dust. It, it's the kind of dust yeah old you want to give me like some cajun dust. seasoning or something that's a great that's a great yeah put that in a, on some fries and shake them up but uh this hot honey seasoning it doesn't seem first off i didn't even get it on my fries uh they 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 didn't they didn't add it but it sounds like what you're describing sounds like it would not be pleasant on fries yeah it was it was a little strange i mean the the mayo was fine i thought i thought it was pretty good but we had also had and i realized that talking about our eating habits on here is not a particularly flattering portrait, but we had had Popeyes the night before um, and uh, we got their mm. new nuggets um, and those are really good. And I, I you oh, know, wow. I, it was again, a sort of a, you know, an unfavorable comparison point uh, for Shake Shank. But at the same time, I think the reason the Popeyes nuggets are so good is that they just absolutely load them with salt. It's just, it's, right. you know, that's just cheating basically in terms of food. You know, you're just going straight to the pleasure center of the brain um, and just loading it with salt and probably God knows what else. Um, but yeah, they were, they were fine. I, I would probably get those again. Um, we got, uh, we just got plain fries, which were honestly pretty bland and unimpressive and we didn't eat many of them. Um, mm-hmm. I am, I'm not opposed to crinkle cut fries in principle, but I don't like (laughs) when you get like crinkle cut fries or waffle fries or any kind of special cut fry like that, you'd know that it's, they've got to be made by like four factories in America. And you know, when you go to a bar and get waffle fries or whatever, it's like, well, I know what these are going to be like, because there's clearly just like one place that makes all the waffle fries because like, right. You know, your local bar is not buying a fry waffler. You know, they're not buying the thing that they have to, you know, they're like KitchenAid attachment or whatever that would cut a fry in a in a crinkle or waffle shape or whatever. So it's like, you know, that you're getting basically the same fries that you would get in the grocery store. Um, yes. And that's kind of what these taste like. You know, they're fried rather than you would probably bake them at home. But other than that, not that good. Just not that good. And, you know, I've been a defender of Shake Shack fries in the past, but this time... I, I I cannot tell a lie. I can't do, I can't defend these. Wow. They they were good. Wow. They were bad. Yeah. Um, 
We also got uh, we got the lemonade. We got the watermelon uh, lemonade too, and I think it was pretty whack. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, oh boy. it was. I mean, because their lemonade is normally pretty good. I love lemonade. I love especially getting a an Arnold Palmer or a Nick Weiger. Um, that's a that's Hell a great yeah. drink. Um, God. <laughs> really just <laughs> pandering so much here. I mean, you could tell that like I'm not a real guest. I'm just like a Doughboys fan who got Nick Weiger's phone number um and is <laughs> therefore just pandering so much. But anyway. Um and it's working. Uh yeah, I thought it had a weird kind of a weird taste. It it reminded me of when I was a kid and I would put like orange juice and cranberry juice together. Uh, you right. know, like cheap orange juice and cheap cranberry juice together, and it it just wouldn't. And I was like, "Huh, I'm making a cocktail or whatever." Um, it just tasted like it had this sort of odd bitter taste. Did not really get any mint flavor at all. Didn't even really get watermelon. It was just like this is some bad lemonade. Um, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't awful. We drank it, but it it wasn't. It certainly wasn't delivering on the you know the promise from the description. Right. Um, mm. And you know, I, I I was really torn between that and the the like jalapeno one, the margarita yes. style one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know whether I would have liked that more. Um, I think they, they're just, you know, they're not adding like quality enough ingredients to the, to their basic lemonade, which is good, I think to make it, to make it really good. So that was a bit of a, bit of a shame. Cause I was really excited about that. I love a lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing we got was the, uh, the chocolate shake, um, a malted chocolate shake, which I believe is also what Donald Trump gets from, um, mcdonald's he gets a, a a chocolate malt um is that true i think so yeah i know he likes the 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 filet of fish and he calls it the fish, fish delight. delight yeah <laughs> it's yeah pretty god cool. fish delight is so fucking it's so good his I brain know. man is incredible yes um yeah he, he he calls the chocolate malt something stupid too he calls he calls it like a malt delight or something stupid as well because he can't retain any right. true facts in his brain whatsoever yes. so it's got the it's got to go through the trump delight. machine <laughs> and then just surrounded life. by enablers who tell him he's right. Like, yes, you're, some people do call it a fish. Delight. You're right. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll say this just, just, just to touch on the drinks real quick. Yeah. The the fifty fifty that I got, I thought was quite good. I thought that what I thought the mix of lemonade mm. and iced tea was 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 well balanced, and I thought it was as advertised fully refreshing it was mm-hmm. a it was a it was a great beverage um but yeah let's get into shakes uh because that's half of the name shake shack it's one thing they're known for and one thing i think they do well i think i i i will say that mitch like you talked about them varying up the drink side of their menu and that includes the dessert side uh yeah. the the desserts in liquid form the shakes Mm-hmm. They they do have new shakes like basically every month, and that was one of the ones I got the cherry pop shake. So uh, it's a as I mentioned reading the description earlier, vanilla cola frozen custard, not just vanilla. It's vanilla cola, so yes. it's it's meant to have like sort of like a soda taste to it, and a very cherry forward. Cherries are not necessarily my favorite thing in a dessert. I do like a cherry pie, but in general, I I opt for non cherry things. Um, and then the Pop Rocks, I didn't realize were going to be so forward, such a presence in like basically every sip. But you are getting that sort of that you know popping sensation. I'd say all that all that put together, it was pretty good. And I do kind of think this was well thought out. Like the idea of the Pop Rocks working with something that's cola flavored, it it had that sort of that right sort of uh, carbonation sensation, but just in mm-hmm. a frozen dessert. And I thought that was fun. I thought the cherry flavor was good. It wasn't artificial. You know, it tasted fresh. It, it it just was like very, very dense and very, very sweet. I don't know. What did you think of that cherry pop shake, Mitch? 
So yes, the, I got the cherry pop shape, shake as well. My thing is that I didn't taste any like real cherries in it, and the pops were from Pop Rocks, which I yes. Which did did you did you taste like real like chunks of cherry? Just like a the air, cherries were just kind of like like ground up in there. I thought they were they were pretty pureed, but I got a cherry. I mean, like flavor. I, I I tasted cherry flavor, but I but I but I didn't um, but I didn't taste like actual like chopped up or or mixed in cherries. But I but I but mm. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Like uh like I I I thought again why is it it felt like this sort of thing of like maybe I should have just gone with kind of like the like the more basic version that of, I agree with. I'd like, rather I just gotten a vanilla shake. Yes. Yeah, it feels like a, again, not not to steal your phrase, but a little ungapachka. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if the vanilla, I don't know if like the cola came through as as much for me because there's like popping candy, and then it's topped with whipped cream and cherry car- caramel candies and uh, caramel candies. And I don't know if I ha- tasted any of the cherry caramel candies. Like I, it was just basically like the popping stuff that was all I was tasting. The the pop rocks basically. Yes. And then not enough of the cherries, but I also, I got another shake. I got myself the trip triple chocolate chip shake, which is chocolate frozen custard hand spun with chocolate chip cookies made with milk, dark and semi-sweet Peruvian chocolate topped with whipped cream and chocolate chips. And I didn't get enough of like the, the cookie flavor in this too. Like they were both Mm. kind of like, there was a lot of chocolate chips going on, but the, the, the base of that one was was good. I, like I actually, I, I, because it, it was just basically a chocolate shake almost. But right. both of them just kind of trying a little. Too, it was they were they were it was like a Taco Bell version of 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 the sh- of the shakes or something. It's like something Taco Bell would try, and like you don't expect that out of Shake Shack. And I should have just gone with a plain old shakes, I guess. But I, but I wish these crazy ones were better. That's my thought. Like yeah. I wish that they were both better. I, I think that's a good rule of thumb, Mitch, to just sort of stick with what they have. But but that said, I think I had I'm, I'm I hope I'm not misremembering, but I think I had a key lime pie seasonal shake there seasonally once, and it was delightful. Mm-hmm. It was just like all the elements really work. So I think they take some swings, and sometimes they connect, and sometimes they strike out. Uh, Libby, tell us about your shake again. Yeah, so I I just went plain old chocolate malted, which is what I've mm. I right. kind of go to. Um, all the time. I love chocolate ice cream. I love chocolate shakes. Um, and uh, I, I was tempted by both of the. I always want to get the you know special shake or whatever because you know the the time limited thing that kind of works on me as a marketing gimmick. I guess it's like oh my god, I've only got a month to get the cherry yeah. pop shake or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But neither of them really appealed to me because I mean, firstly. <laughs> I uh, I had my first migraine ever when I drank a Coke float when I was maybe nine. Um, and so wow. forever, the combination of Coke and ice cream is just disgusting to me. It's, it's like mm-hmm. repulsive. Right. Um, and so that <laughs> did not sound good. Um, but that's just a me thing. And then uh, the triple <laughs> chocolate shake, I kind of, I wasn't that impressed by the idea because I think chocolate chips when they are in ice cream or you know really any form other than melted can be kind of whack they can be like dusty waxy kind of crumbly and you know I'm a little I I want my chocolate to be good you know if it was like yes pieces of Ghirardelli or something maybe but I think cold chocolate tends not to be that good um and especially cold chocolate chips um you know like from a bag of chocolate chips not gonna not gonna be great so just went plain old chocolate malted and it was good it did come out a little warm like i could see when Mm. she was loading it up there that it was um 
I think maybe they had made it a little early, like they had made it before they made the finish making the food. And so it was a little right. melty. I put it in the fridge when we got home and then took it out, but it was still, it was a little runny and a little warm. And it was also, I thought it was slightly too sweet, but I think, I think those things are related because um, I, I'm an ice cream maker myself. And I know that when you make ice cream, uh, it has to be like, Un, the unfrozen base has to be a lot sweeter than you would want it um, so that it tastes sweet when it's cold. So if ice cream melts or gets warm, it's going to taste a lot too sweet. So I think that's kind of mm. why. I don't think it's a fault with the shake. I think that's just because it was too warm, it was tasting too sweet. Um, mm. But still really good. Drank the whole thing. Uh, love a chocolate shake. Um, so yeah, <laughs> wow. that was that was definitely that was definitely pretty good. That was, I think, second to the burger in terms of uh, you know quality there. Wow. Yeah, I I think they do, you know, I think they do make good shakes and I think just to reiterate Mitch's point which I think is is very good. I think I think just you're 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 going to it seems like you had the best luck of the three of us Libby just by playing it pretty straightforward yeah. and I think I think that's the way to go when you're ordering from this I fucking spot. Fucking sneezed again. I Mitch fucking just sneezed. sneezed again. Oh, wow. sneezed. Everybody. The fuck's what's the fuck's going on? Hey Mitch. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> How we the got fuck you on did I tape. Sneeze? What's going on with me? Why hey, am I sneezing? Oh, Mitchie sneezed, didn't he? <laughs> the American people can never find out that I sneezed. Make sure you delete this section of the Watergate tapes. Wow. All the Spoonman's men? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we should get to our final thoughts on Shake Shack. Uh, so, Libby, you know the show. You know this how this will work. We'll each go around, give our closing argument, if you will, and end by giving it a score from zero to five forks. You are our guest. We'll begin with you. Yeah. So I, I will say that when I, you know, going in, I thought Shake Shack's probably going to be a four fork restaurant. And, you know, I didn't want to prejudice it too much, but I was like, to me, Shake Shack is like, a solid four on a good day, 4.5 kind of restaurant. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it is just that this was a so, so outing. I do think that you're right that the expansion and it's, it's kind of, you know, they, they're, they're wilding out too much. They're trying to do too much right. stuff, you know? And it's like these weird lemonades, you know, the, the shake, it's just like coming up with sillier and sillier stuff like pop rocks in a shake. Like you just, you don't, you don't need that. Maybe that's something that, you know, maybe they're trying to appeal to a specific demographic or something that would love something that crazy. I mean, can you imagine anything crazier than Pop Rocks and a milkshake? I certainly can't. Not me. No. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it. I do feel like they are kind of straying. And this is inevitable, you know, like for a place to kind of stay fresh or whatever, they want to come up with new stuff. Um, you know, it's like Chipotle introducing queso or, um, you know, something like that. Uh but I do think it has kind of, you know, the, I think the fundamentals that were underneath all of that were still pretty good, but not quite as good as they used to be. And I don't think it is just that I have um, grown older and more cynical and more crone-like. I think it is just that hmm. it's, it's becoming, it's, it's kind of falling off a little bit, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still, if I went to Shake Shack, you know, because I was, I wanted a burger and I was hungry. I think I would still have a good time. Uh, certainly, you know, putting all in and out aside because they're not in the same place. They're not competing. You know, they are, all, you know, they are in LA that, that, you know, they have expanded there. But to me, I don't think of them as really competing because Shake Shack is an East coast thing and it's expensive. 
in and out is its own California thing. It's just one of those things that uh, is a, a, a miracle. in and out is a miracle. You know, it's it's just... Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's the best fast food, I think, that exists. And... Wow. Yeah, that's... You know, I mean, I, wow. I love burgers, but to God me... God, Weiger's I, loving this. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you, I have to pander to him because um, he's the reason I'm on the show. So... Um, <laughs> It's it's just I just think it's silly to to think about in and out too much when you're going to Shake Shack, even though it was hard for me to right. to shake my my dreams of of her coming in through the window like Mr. Burns. Um, but <laughs> it, you know, I I really wanted to 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 love this, if only because um, my husband is a hater and I wanted to prove him wrong. Uh, and I think I only really liked it, so I'm gonna go three point seven five. Forks. Wow. 3.75. Three forks, three tines, just on the outside of the Golden Plate Club, looking in. Spoonman, what say you? Your thoughts, your fork score. Well, hmm. I don't think it's the I, I don't think it is the best fast food. I don't I, I don't think it's the best burger, but I do think it's really good and I think it's underrated. Is it as good as Mushy Peas Depot? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's Okay, first of all, we pronounce it depot, so Get out. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we say everything weird. That's kind of cool, That's worse actually. than spelling check with a Q-U-E. What is going well, on? Well, then how are you supposed to know whether it's a check mark or a check that you're paying with, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. I, I think people are too hard on this place. I think that it is... Wags, I'm just going to say it right off the bat. I think it is a golden plate. I think that there's wow. issues going on with it where I think that they need to figure some stuff out. I don't know if they should expand it. This is the issue with all the places we've seen it. We saw it happen to Umami Burger. Are how many Umami Burgers are left? What's the deal with Umami Burger? Like, uh, the, you just saw this. You know that company basically get destroyed. Yeah. Will Shake Shack suffer the same fate? I don't think so. I think that there are big enough fans that they like Shake Shack, and it seems like the quality is high enough still that that it that it shouldn't be an issue but you're i get it i get that it's inconsistent sometimes um and and i get that they're trying to be a little uh, they they try to go a little too crazy with some of these uh they they try to be they try to be like taco bell and they they're no taco bell they're not taco bell that's not the Mm -hmm. that's not the business they're in but i still enjoy the burgers there i do and i think the fries are good and I think the shakes are, are are decent if you don't go too crazy. And I wish that the crazier ones were better, but, you know, what can you do? Um, I'm going four forks. Nothing higher than four. Four forks. But nothing lower. I think, I, think, I, think, I think Shake Shack is good. I think it's good. I just – it just has issues, so I, I, I feel for it. I think it's interesting when people are like, I hate Shake Shack. That, to me, is strange. Yeah. And maybe that does really go into the thing you're saying, Wags, of – of the the inconsistencies at these different restaurants, I haven't experienced that as much, but I believe it to be true. Sure, I that, yes. that's something that I and and yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder what the future holds for it as it as it certainly becomes more corporate and you know as it merges into a McDonald's as as it kind of certainly has started to do anyways. But four forks, right. I four like forks. It. Good good score. I, I I would think probably some of the backlash, Mitch, is you know. Imagine you uh, you live in Tucson 
mm-hmm. you have some New Yorker friend who's been talking about Shake Shack's the best. Can't get a better burger than Shake's. You've been hearing that for like a decade, and then they finally open a Shake Shack in Tucson, and you go to see what all the fuss is about, and you get a burger, fries, and a drink, and it's $18, and you're like, okay, that's kind of pricey, but maybe this will be really good, and then you bite into it, and you're underwhelmed for whatever reason. Either it's just mm-hmm. you had outsized mm-hmm. expectations, or this location just isn't quite up to snuff because they've expanded too rapidly, or a combination of the two, and then you're like, fuck this place. Like, I, I think that's where some of that reaction comes from. I'm with you. I don't hate Shake Shack. I like Shake Shack. I want to like Shake Shack. I've had some mm. good meals at Shake Shack, and let me say, I think I would be this, if I'd had a burger there, if I'd had a proper burger there, I think this still would have been a four-fork meal, despite all of the other issues, despite the inconsistencies. Mm. But I think based on the meal I had and based on their offerings for vegetarians that currently exist, because it's the shroom burger or a grilled cheese sandwich off the kid's menu. That's it for your mains from, from Shake Shack. I I think I got to go a little lower. I think I got like I I I think the fries are very good. I think the shakes are good. I think they have a good they have a good expansive drink menu, but I think this is as it currently exists for this price point. Nelly and I get two burgers, two orders of fries, two drinks. That's a normal order for two this people for two hum, two adult humans. $32. Yeah, that's $32. That's a lot. That's a lot, Mitch. And and when you're paying that much, I think you should get a little bit of a better meal than what we had. For that reason, I am going to give three forks to Shake Shack. Wow. That's insane. This is so biased. This is insane. Are you are you accusing me of West Coast media bias? You're being a you're you're being a little biased bitch. I can't I, you, I, it, you you're calling me a coastal elite? You are you are being a fucking coastal elite. And <laughs> you're turning you're, you're 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 like in the in in back in the '90s when people were stoking the flames of West Coast East Coast versus West Coast when it came to hip hop and rap. You're doing the same yes. shit in the Burger Wars, and it's fucking bullshit. First of all, your precious I've in heard and of, out burger. I've heard of East Coast West Coast beef, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> fucking your in and out, your in and out burger, your precious in and out burger, yes, has worse vegetarian options than Shake Shack. Disagree. Disagree. How do you disagree? The grilled cheese from In-N-Out Burger, I will go get on my own. I think the grilled this, cheese is great. This place has an In-N-Out. This place has a grilled cheese and it has a mushroom burger. No, their grilled cheese is not their burger. Their grilled cheese is a grilled cheese sandwich off the kids' menu. It's it's an inverted burger bun with a slice of cheese in the middle. The, the In-N-Out grilled cheese is a sandwich. It's a composed sandwich. It's a it's a meatless version of their burger. It, it, it's it scratches this the exact same itch you get from having a double double. Well, that then you're getting into a larger debate. Yes, it has a larger menu. Yes, it has more options. Like that's that's a different concept. It's a different approach. It's also more expensive. And I actually less don't consistent. believe you. I this is your water Watergate. You fucked up. This is this is this is this is bullshit. <laughs> Are you saying the, we have to we have to delete this episode, bury it in the archives? I mean, we might have to. I'm sorry, Libby. We have to cover this up. I am yes, very stressed right now. Do. This is extremely <laughs> stressful. I'm gonna go hide in the car or something. <laughs> just, this is this is this is this is this is just this is bullshit. I will say I want to before any members of Spoon Nation mail me a box of bees. Um, I I will say that I think if the fries had been better, I would have gone higher. But to me, if you're a burger joint, you have to have 
a good burger, good fries, and good soda. And, you know, I didn't get a soda this time, but whatever. I'm sure their Coke is fine or whatever. But to me, the American meal, the quintessential American meal that I crave when I want a burger is burger, fries, and a Coke. And if one of those things is not great, it... I, it's it's going to be disappointing and the fries were really disappointing I didn't even want to eat them and I love french fries you know I'll eat some bad french wow. fries you know um, and wow. these were they just weren't good and they're, they're never that good um, and you know I when we went back to In-N-Out in California not to keep bringing this up I know it's unfair uh, when we went back to In-N-Out in California um, I was expecting you know I told uh, Emma and, and I, I just, my and door just rang. I'm sorry. I'll, oh, I'll be right back. Oh God! Here, here yeah, we Mitch go. It's up. it's the ghost of Nixon come to yell at him. <laughs> that impression was so bad. Um, Someone's delivering an envelope full of bees. Oh no! Uh, I mean, I envelope? had sent one, but I didn't want it to arrive in the episode. Oh boy! I was yeah, it would arrive after the episode. Inopportune timing. Uh, finish your point, Libby. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I've forgotten what I was going to say because all I can think about is bees. Um. Fries, in and out. Good go. fries, good soda. Good fries, good soda. In and out. Quintessential American meal. Yeah. I had I had warned my uh, my dining companions that the In and Out fries are not that good. I don't I don't know if I think uh, Justin Emma's husband had never been, uh, and I don't remember whether Emma had been and Lewis had only been once, like ten years ago or whatever. Yes. So. Uh, I warned them like the fries are in and out. They're kind of famously shitty. When we went before, I kind of didn't like it. Uh, I thought the fries were actually pretty good at In and Out. They were they were solid. They were like you know, especially you know, I think if you get them well done, they're slightly better. But even if you don't get them well done, they're still really good and they enhance the meal. Whereas at Shake Shack, they didn't enhance the meal. They were kind of limp. Um, they were under wow. under salted. Under you know, they were bland. They just didn't they didn't taste it much. And I would have rather had the like frozen sweet potato waffle fries that I have in my freezer than the wow. Shake Shack fries. That that's an indictment. I, wow. I I I have generally I've never really not had success with their their the Shake Shack fries. I feel like those the crinkle cut fries they tend to do well. But that if you had a bad experience, yeah, I mean, maybe just speaks to you know they 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 gotta up their up their consistency factor. Uh, Mitch, who was at the door? Uh, I was Rorschach, and he's coming for you, Wags. <laughs> I'll deal with this. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask Mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No, thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags? (laughs) 
and all those protesters out there. Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. We are here with our guest, Libby Watson. Uh, Mitch, over the break, uh, Rorschach hopped on the Zoom um, hopped in our video chat here and we had a little convo and um, I guess just kind of the he threatened to expose uh, the lies and corruption that were at the heart of my administration. So uh, I have a statement I'd like to read. Let's hear it. Therefore, I shall resign as host of Doughboys effective at noon tomorrow. Joe Saunders will be sworn in as Doughboys host at that hour in this very office. So... That's a one-termer yeah, big, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, uh, I'm a, yeah, that, so big news there, but as of now, I'm going to continue <laughs> in this role and finish out this episode <laughs> with our segment. Uh, now, Libby, you previously guessed it on Doughboy's Double. You gave us a British food test in a segment called Blimey. It's a quiz, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, I did do that. It was a lot of fun. Mm. That's right. Well, the tables have been turned. God, what a shitty... Do we make you do that? Sorry. No, it's even sadder. I fucking pitched it. I was like, this is a great (laughs) idea. And that way I can be on Doughboys. And I wrote the quiz. I put a lot of effort into it like an absolute loser. It's truly awful. Well, we do that every week. So how do you (laughs) think? It's time for an examination covering food American style. In today's segment... Pod Quiz America. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Why? right. You'll be competing in Pod Quiz America. Wow. So after each question, I'll be keeping score, buzzing with your name, and the winner will be crowned Captain America. Oh, my God. And the loser um, will uh, become a DeVos. You'll have to marry <laughs> into the DeVos family. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... The stakes are high. Uh, let's get into it. So these are American food-based questions. Some are, some are gimmies. Some are a little trickier. And we'll see how you each do. Uh, all right. It's, it's first to buzz in. Gets the first crack at each query. First up. What is the primary difference between Manhattan clam chowder and New England clam chowder? Oh, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch. Uh, I can't believe that I just even didn't immediately get that. Um, one is one is a red broth, a, a reddish tomatoy broth, and one is a, mm. a white broth. Yes, I'll I'll give I'll give it to you. It's a it's a tomato base versus a potato base, respectively. Well, come on. Not only did I not get that point, but now I'm going to be kicked out of my husband's family because he's from Boston. So I'm wow. never going to be allowed back to Thanksgiving again because I've never even had any clam chowder, let alone New England clam chowder. Never had clam wow. chowder. I don't really like seafood. It's something. It's it's uh, a, a personality flaw of mine. But I just I just don't really like it. And the idea of clam chowder is actually pretty repulsive to me. Wow. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, Mitch has a leg up from the get go. One zero. Next up. Which breakfast food, also formerly known as toaster crumpets, was invented by an Englishman in New York City? Mitch. Go ahead, Mitch. 
I want to say Pop Tarts. Pop Tarts. It's not Pop Tarts. Libby, you want to take a yeah? Yes. Uh, toaster strudel. Strudels. Not toaster strudel. Wow. Oh, come on. The American <sighs> invention by the Englishman. English muffins. English muffins oh. invented in New York City. Originally called toaster crumpets. Uh, all right, still one zero. Oh, Mitch. that makes so much sense. God damn it, they look so similar. What an idiot. Uh, all right, one zero, Mitch. Next question. Two different Los Angeles sandwich shops each claim to have invented which wet Libby. sandwich in 1918? Libby. French dip. You are correct. From English muffins yes. to French dip, you are on the board. Wait, Not what was? Oh, can you can you can you start that question? I just want to hear this question. Two different Los Angeles sandwich shops each claim to have invented what wet sandwich in 1918? I, I wasn't, I didn't hear the first part that it was Los Angeles. I would have, is there a bonus point? Libby, you know, you know, which, you know what they are too, but. What do you mean what they are? You mean what a you know, French you know, dip the, is? You know, you know, you know, the, you know the two places, The, the names right? of the two oh, no, competing shops. no, I absolutely shops. do not, no. What, oh, I mean, what? Old, old Phil's French dip shop and uh, old Jerry's French dip shop. I should get, I should a, get a there point is a for this. It's for Philippe's. Philippe's. Oh. I was going to answer in Coles. You can't, you, you got to let me answer to show my knowledge when I get it wrong. That's, it's, uh, there isn't a bonus you question. You stole it. Yeah, this you is your, it this your quiz. You can't add a bonus question to try <laughs> to sneak an extra point out there. Mitch is going January 6th on us. All right, it's, it's one apiece. <laughs> Next question. Which famously processed snack cream cake <laughs> takes its name from the archaic phrase twinkle toe shoes? Libby. Libby. Twinkies? You are correct. Twinkies. <gasps> mm. The etymology derives from twinkle toe shoes. All right, next question. 2-1 Libby. Everything but the oink is commonly used to describe which breakfast meat popular in Pennsylvania and Delaware? Libby. Mitch. I heard Libby first. You d- How? I mean, I... Emma is nodding. I heard me before before you, Mitch, but, uh, you know, I mean, if you want to take this to the Supreme Court, then go ahead. <laughs> uh, Libby, guess, your guess was Scrapple. Yes. You are correct. I don't think I asked you guys anything this hard. This is so hard. I thought that I thought that I got really. No, I think I got two. I thought I got two right. I got clam chowder. What was the second question? Your 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 the the question you invented that gave you a bonus point. (laughs) the The first question was okay. It was it was the it was the French Manhattan club chowder, New England club chowder. Second one was toaster crumpets. Neither of you got that. Mm. Third one was French dip. Libby got that. Fourth one was Twinkie. Fifth one was Scrapple. And now we're at six. The sixth okay. question. Mm-hmm. Three, one, Libby. Still, still alive, Mitch. The Cold War is over, as evidenced okay. by the biggest selling liquor in America, this Russian brand. Libby. Mitch. I heard Libby first. Emma? Uh, Emma's s- nodding. Smirnoff? You are correct. It is Smirnoff. That's such bullshit. I definitely I definitely came in before Libby on that one. Two in a row. Well, obviously you nice just have an me. audio connection. He obviously <laughs> he obviously has lag. I said it first. If he has lag, wouldn't we both come in late? Yeah, wouldn't that have why, why would it just affect you? Maybe you have lag. I yeah, said Mitch. I that? said I said Mitch, and then I heard Libby say Libby after I had finished saying Mitch. Yeah, I mean that would still indicate that you might have lag. You gotta get better internet, bro. If you want, if you want this, to win the what was the name of this quiz again? Pod Quiz America. If you want to win Pod right. Quiz America, 
It, I you mean, it just will. Up. It will be revealed in the episode when people hear me first when it's synced up. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> this is gonna be embarrassing for me. Wire's gonna make it so that my fucking my whole episode is fucking synced. Emma, don't pull any fucking bullshit. <laughs> I would never. No, Emma is a trustworthy source. Emma, if you could pull just a little bit of bullshit, that would be really nice for me. Thank you. <laughs> Mitch, there are enough questions where you can still win this thing. Jesus. You're a little quicker on the buzzer. I wish I wasn't alive. I mean that <laughs> in both ways. <laughs> I, I, Mitch, I actually, I, knowing you, I think you might get this next one. Mm. Takeru Kobayashi is the most famous competitive eater of all time, but his hot dog eating record has been shattered by which American? Mitch. Wait. I got I that way before. Just a touch that, ahead. This is I, this, go, that, I, I defer to Emma. I don't know. That felt like a tie to me. <laughs> Give it to Mitch. What the fuck? Give it to Mitch. That's fine. Mitch, go ahead. I'll be be generous. Joey Chestnut. Mitch, you are correct. It is Joey Chestnut. Legendary competitive eater, though less beloved than Kobayashi. Personality goes a lot way. All right, number eight. Deep fried bull testicles are referred to by what euphemistic? Mitch. I got it first. I heard Mitch first, first, yeah. Rocky Mountain Oysters. You are correct. The comeback is in process. Four points for Libby, three for Mitch. Trust Two the questions process. Left that will decide it. <laughs> Next question. Buffalo wings are the signature dish of Buffalo, New York. But which trashy dish of French fries, meat, and sauces? I heard Mitch first. <sighs> Garbage plate, Rochester, New York. You are correct. Garbage plate is the answer. All right, this final really question. Because I... I knew that, and I feel so proud of knowing that. Even though there's no reason to be proud of knowing what garbage plate is. It's- no. <laughs> Should feel a sense yeah, of shame, sure if anything. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, final question for this food quiz for Pod Quiz America. According to the CDC, what is the U.S. obesity rate as of 2019? Jesus. Mitch. Libby? Oh, I heard, I heard Mitch, Mitch first. first. Yeah. The obesity rate is hmm, 70%. <laughs> okay, Mitch is on the board with 70%. Libby, this will we'll, we'll consider this a tiebreaker if you can come closer. Oh, wait, wait, what the fuck? Well, because you were completely wrong. <laughs> How close do I have to be? Um, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm closer than Mitch. <laughs> closer than Mitch, right, right. Uh, I'm going to say... 35%. Libby, there she comes, Captain America. <laughs> you have won Pod Quiz America. The US OBC rate as of 2019 is 42.4%. So your price is right at it. You just snuck in underneath there. There we go. A spirited contest, Mitch. Uh, I'm happy to marry into the DeVos family. <laughs> Cole Honestly, Orlando Magic. Pretty a lot sweet. of benefits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. No shame. When the when climate change goes down, you can escape to whatever geodesic dome they they build in the Yukon or <laughs> New Zealand. You'll be sitting pretty. Look, the fix was in from the start, just like your score was fixed for the fucking restaurant. <laughs> I think if I think with better internet, you would have had you might have gotten in there, Mitch. I think you were just a little laggy because because clearly mm. a lot of those you knew it was just whoever buzzed in first. I but think a spirited we both contest did really well. You both did really yeah. well. Libby, you did great. You, you, that was a great, you got a Thank good you. win there. Thank you. 
Hey, that was Pod Quiz America. Just like a restaurant, we value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. Today's email is from Ben, a.k.a. DeBizBomb. Mm. Ben writes, at DeBizBomb, Ben writes, Hey, all, when you go to a new restaurant and have something amazing, something that you're thinking about a week later, what do you do when you go back? Do you order the same thing, or do you run through the menu to find out what else is amazing? Personally, I want to try it all, and my wife sticks to her first favorite dish and chases the dragon. Then she wants to eat whatever I ordered. So first time is you go to a new restaurant, you have something you like, do you go back to that restaurant and get the same thing? Hmm. Hmm. I would say, I mean, I've definitely done that. I have definitely yes. like gone back and ordered exactly the same thing. I think I've probably done that more than I haven't. Um, but I will say, I mean, also like if I'm going back somewhere with my husband, a lot of the time we, we do we do split seas anyway. We'll both get you know some things that if there's like multiple multiple things on the menu that we want, then we'll we'll just share. And so I think a lot of the time we would do that where one of us would get the thing that we loved and then right. the other one gets something new and then we can both have a little bit of it. It's just one of the many things that's lovely about being married. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh yeah. Mitch, what's your yeah, what's your routine cuz uh, like uh, I know you try a lot of new spots. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you'll you'll fi- but you're also a man of routine. I know this about you. Yeah. I'm not bringing a I'm not bringing Wally and Irma to the restaurant. We can't split anything. <laughs> oh, I wish you could. So yeah, me too. It would be fantastic. Um, How do you think they would review Shake Shack? Um, you know what? There's no real like fishy options. I feel like they wouldn't. Yeah. They, they maybe wouldn't like it. They don't like human food. It's a thing with Wally oh, and Irma. Really? That, yeah, I know. It bums me out. I wish that they did. Um, so do I get like the same thing when I go back? To, if I think it's. A, for me, if I'm going with friends, it's a, and and I don't usually go to like a fancy restaurant by myself and I know that something's good, I'll try to be like, "Oh, we should get this thing that I know is good and split it." So like a, like yeah. a, yes, I will revisit it, but then also at the same time try to get something new. So I I I'll I'll try to dance in both worlds, Wags. Yeah. Put my foot in over there, try the old dish that I love, then also try something new. I mean, I do that almost with every restaurant I go to. With Shake Shack, I I got yeah. the old standby and I got the thing that I the, the the old standby the thing that I sorry the thing that I knew was good and then I also got that Shack Stack which is a thing that people had talked about before and I never tried so it's a it's that that's the thing that's I think oftentimes our approach Mitch yours and mine is that you can just order two meals now look is that wasteful is it expensive yes but you yeah. know if you're a glutton that's that's one thing you can do it's one thing I have done. I, I so get in, I, I called you a man of routine, but I'm someone who so gets in food ruts mm. where like I would just like, I would just get like the same Jersey Mike sandwich like twice a week and do that for like four months straight before I got tired of it. And I've definitely done that with a new restaurant. Like I've tried this place and like, this is years ago, but there was a, there was like an Italian deli that was adjacent to this. Uh, I think they're both closed now, but there was this Italian deli, La Bottega, that was adjacent to this fancy sit-down Italian restaurant, Il Grano, that was, uh, that was you know, way above my pay grade at the time, um, way above what I could afford. Uh, but the but La Bottega was more affordable, and they had like this great seasonal sandwich that was like a BLT made with pancetta and uh, and. Uh, you know, like like uh, heirloom tomatoes 
and you know like like some whatever some fucking fancy ass lettuce the lettuce equivalent of an heirloom tomato and then they had burrata on there too and it was so fucking good it was just like such a sumptuous fucking sandwich God, that, uh, sounds that so good. I, yeah, and, and I just went and, like, I just remember just getting that for, like, I like I went there for the first time I had that. I was like, this is so fucking good. This is all I want. And I went and I got that so many times until it was no longer on the menu and that eventually that place shuttered. So I, I think of the two schools, I'm more likely to be in sync with, um, uh, be in sync with your wife who you described as chasing the dragon, Ben. Uh, but... I like I, but I I don't know. But also I do have the thing of like if I go to a restaurant, there's a really good reputation. Uh, and I've been and I was just like, oh wow, this is I got a great app, I got a great cocktail, I got a great main. I I do want to try more of the menu to see what else is there, to see what other earthly delights await me. Uh, as as products of this kitchen, uh, Emma, our 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 producer Emma Erdbrink. Uh, we've mentioned uh, our friend Emma Roller a few times in the course of this episode. Uh, Too many but, damn uh, Emmas. <laughs> get rid of some of them you know <laughs> um uh emma do you what's what's your routine you go to a restaurant you order something it's great do you, do you go back you order the same thing or do you mix it up um i'm a big fan of like of the splitsies i do that i ask that a lot um i like to try different things i don't know because like what if the thing you tried first was like delicious but then the thing you try when you go back the second time is even better you might yeah have something you like mm-hmm. more and you're just mm-hmm. missing out but like with certain things like sandwiches and sub shops i tend to get the same thing yeah yeah with a fast casual yeah. place yeah like someone like a chipotle or carver is one in dc we go to a lot which you reviewed when mm-hmm. you were here um you know, I, I tend to have like a standard order that I don't really deviate from too much. I might change out the protein or something like that, but I tend to have a standard order. Um, and that's kind of because with those places, there tends to only be like a couple things that I really want. You know, I'm not that interested yeah. in trying, you know, like a, a quesadilla or whatever from Chipotle. Yeah. Um, whereas if it's like a fancy restaurant, um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of a place like there's a place in DC is a really expensive restaurant that we've been to a couple times for like you know, big special occasions um, called Kinship. And it's it's incredible. And they have this thing, um, their the menu changes a lot, but they always have this roast chicken uh, and you like order it and it takes them like 45 minutes. They roast it fresh when you when you order it. They bring they bring the whole chicken to the table and show it to you. They're like, yep, here it is. And wow. then they take it back, carve it, and then bring it back to you carved. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's ridiculous, but it is so good. And we we had that the first time we went there and then, Every time we've been back, which is only a couple times, but whenever we've been back, it's been like, well, we got to get that chicken because it's just out of this world. Yeah. You know, it's really good. And it feels silly because it's like, you know, how many times can you really have a roast chicken? Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it is just that. It is just that special that it, it's 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 sort of hard. You know, it feels like dangerous yeah. to go off off that, you know, knowing you've had such a transcendent experience then being like well i don't know what if the meatballs or whatever this place is not serving meatballs i don't know why i came up with meatballs but um you know what what if something else is good i i'm yes. i'm pretty risk averse i would say especially for an expensive place like oh for sure you know if you if you know something is good um you know if it's quite expensive then you want to make sure it's really good um so that tends to make me a little more risk averse yeah that that makes a lot of sense although libby i do uh have some unfortunate news to tell you oh no um, that chicken they brought you? No. It was Dor it was Doris. No, Doris. I'm so sorry. I tried to save you. Uh, wow. Yeah. How about that callback? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you pay the UCB big bucks level for. One. 
$395 worth every penny. It's that sort of thing of, I mean, look, it just, it's like, you got to break these down by the restaurants. Cause if you're going to subway, yes. you're getting the same, I'm getting the same fucking thing every time or something mm-hmm. like that. But then also well, well, if but, in like Wendy's, I'll get, I'll get my Wendy's order, but then it's the thing with Taco Bell. They'll get a new thing. So I'll add that onto my order or, or, or whatever. That's the, that's, yeah, the that, deal. that's where I thought you were headed, Mitch. And I, I totally agree with that with like, if they have. If there's like a new thing at a fast food place, I'm fucking trying that. Like, mm. but I, but I think that maybe also speaks to just so to Libby your point about the about how much money you're spending. But yeah, if there's like a new Taco Bell or new Del Taco thing, oh yeah, that thing's going in my mouth. I'm I'm, I'm fucking of course adding that onto whatever my regular order is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let us know what you think. Let us know if you like to mix it up, or if you like to stay with your old routine. Hashtag mix it up. Or hashtag stay with your old routine. <laughs> Jesus. And if you have a question or comment about the world of Shane Restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Libby Watson, thank you so, so much for doing the show. Uh, a, a delight to have you. Uh, we wanted to have you on because you are our friend, but also uh, you have a uh, you have a, a lovely Substack that you put together, and I think a pretty essential Substack that I'm a subscriber of, and that people should definitely check out. Sick Note, which is about America's thoroughly broken healthcare system, um, and you do a lot of reporting and writing about that. You can subscribe at SickNote.co. Uh, tell us about the Substack and uh, tell us about anything you're working on, and anything oh, else you'd you. like to plug. Yeah, uh, it's really just sick now. It's the only thing I do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's a, a newsletter about America's broken healthcare system. Um, each week I interview someone who has uh, been harmed by the healthcare system in some way or, you know, it's, it's a pretty broad mandate. I keep it, you know, kind of broad. So I've interviewed, you know, people who have had high medical bills, people who have chronic illnesses that um, make it hard for them to to keep jobs or who have had to keep jobs because of ins- uh, keeping insurance, things like that. Um, you know, nurses and doctors who are sick and tired of uh, all the bullshit that they have to put up with just to treat patients um, and uh, stuff like that. Um, and there's uh, some new features coming in the in the next couple of weeks. Um, so if you sign up now, you can sign up for free. Um, and, uh, see if you like it. And if you like it a lot, you can subscribe. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's the lightest read, uh, can be, can be a little, right. can be a little grim reading about, um, our healthcare system, but people have also said that it's, um, cathartic to see, you know, someone saying things that they've gone through, you know, every time I write about a particular illness or whatever, if I write about diabetes or if I write about my own migraines and stuff, people write in and say that it's, it, it feels good to see someone saying it. So, uh, you know, I hope that people do get something out of it in that way. Yeah. And, and I won't, uh, I won't dox this person, but there was a, you know, a, uh, the drop King sent this over to us that there was someone in the Doughboys uh, Reddit, the Doughboys subreddit who, uh, started, who likes like, uh, started, has been following you and has been following your work and reading your work. And, was able to uh, figure out like a, a you know like figure out some substantial savings they could have in their healthcare uh, plan via some sub- uh, a substantial financial benefit to themselves via their healthcare plan via uh, what you were doing and what you were putting out there. So you're doing great work um, mm-hmm. and benefiting people and 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 I hope people check that out and uh, thank you for all you do and thank you for being here. Oh, not at oh, all. Yeah. Anytime. It's it's truly my favorite podcast. So uh, it's it's a huge honor to to be on uh, out from behind the paywall. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> there you go. And hey, that'll do it for this week's episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. On the next Doughboys Double, we return to Palmerson Studios for our first in-person record since March 2020. Can Mr. Slice live up to his name as I sample his homemade bar pizza for the first time ever? Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.